Movie Junkies Podcast commence. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Movie Junkies Podcast. I am Dax. And I'm Steven. And we are here to talk about another week of movies. Lots and lots of movies because, you know, that's all we, that's all that we do here. Yes. we we When we stop recording, we start watching movies. And then we don't stop watching movies until we start recording again. That's how we roll. That's how we roll. And you want to know what's crazy? Usually, like, when we go to record, uh, like, on record days like today... Uh, we will talk movies when we arrive. We'll sit down. You know, usually we'll talk about something that's not related to what we're recording. Um, then we'll start recording, and we'll record the episode, and then we'll get done, and we'll talk about more movies. <laughs> I know. It's like it's there's content that that's not uh, that you guys are just not going to get to to be part of. It's so. almost like we're insane. <laughs> yeah, it's like. <laughs> Maybe just a little bit, but before we get started, make sure to like, share, subscribe. Um, go ahead and leave us a review uh, anywhere that you listen to this show. It really helps us out quite a bit. Uh, helps out our uh, search engine optimization and all that. Uh, make sure you're also following us on Instagram and Facebook. Stay up to date on new episodes, new content, all that good stuff. And as always, uh, share it with other movie-loving friends. Yeah. So. Yeah. We, If all goes well as planned, we... Uh we release an episode every Tuesday. Yep. And uh, we've been pretty good with that. Been um, pretty good. For the last 16 years. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> it feels like that. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes it feels like 16 years. Sometimes it feels like 16 days. Yeah, I mean, you kind of look back on it and you're like, oh my gosh, like, we, I don't remember recording that, but like, there it is. And then you yeah. listen to it and you're like, hey, that's us speaking, but I totally don't remember that. <laughs> oh yeah, like... <clears throat> I, we've finally gotten to this point where I can actually go back and listen to some of our older episodes. Yeah. And I can listen to them as if I was listening to somebody else's podcast. Yeah. Because they're like, it's been so long ago. That, yeah, it's all new. Yeah, right. It's, it's, like, it's, it's like it's all new. <laughs> it's like my thoughts are, are being, you know, reiterated by somebody else. <laughs> I agree with this guy so much. <laughs> this Dax guy, he's great. <laughs> It's I just like, agree with everything that he says. I don't have to say anything. He just says what I think. <laughs> it's kind of creepy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So today we are talking about uh, one of, I know it's our one of our favorite genres. It's one of my personal favorite genres of all time is the good old action movie. Um, and action can take a pretty broad stance, you know, so like. Um, which is something we'll get into a little bit later because uh, you know we made some top ten lists here, but uh, something we'll get into a little bit later is like action can take a pretty broad stance. Like I know sometimes when you talk to people and they talk about oh action movies, they'll talk about the Marvel movies or they'll t- they'll talk about uh, war movies like Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, um, see, I don't consider those at all. I say I don't either. To me, <laughs> those are not action movies. Now they have action scenes, you know, but but I wouldn't. Like, I would not slap the label action as their main genre category, you know. Uh, to me, an action movie um, is a a film where the plot of the film is really centered around the action. Yeah. It's centered around the action scenes. So a film like, or films like Rambo, uh, any James Bond film, Mission Impossible, 
Um, let's see. Mission Impossible, Extraction, Taken, Lethal Weapon. You get the picture. So, um, you know, all of those type. that's that kind of type of movie that we're talking about. And the action genre has also changed quite a bit over the years. Yeah, I'd say, you know, with, with the special effects and CGI effects, you know, everything is just kind of, you know, morphed into something completely different. Well, not completely different. I mean, the, the, the action, like, soul is still there. But, like, it's just maybe technicalities have changed. Right. Well, definitely technicalities have changed over the years, especially if you go back to, uh, you you look at action movies. Well, heck, like the original James Bond film, Dr. No. Oh, yeah. You, you like, you compare that film to something like No Time to Die. True. You know, like 25 Bond films later. Um, both are still very much action films, but... Um, you know, they're, they're, uh, the technicality and the production of it is very, very different. Yeah. It's just, you know, different times. Yeah. You know, Cause I mean, yeah. you're talking what, you know, 50 years apart, 50, 60 uh, years. Pr- probably. I, I don't remember the exact date that, um, no, uh, Dr. No came out, but, but yeah, I mean, I would say that it's probably close to that. Yeah. That would be my guess. Um, but yeah, you know, and, and you know, I think uh, those, these technological advances can be a good thing if used the right way. Um, something though that I have noticed in recent years, uh, you know, I, I think, and I think it's this way with many genres. The golden age of action, I would I would argue, would be the eighties. You know, the the eighties, maybe nineties as well. I feel like was kind of the golden age of action because you had this entire genre of movies. Uh, my dad refers to them as cut them up, shoot them ups. <laughs> and it's these entire genre of movies that were just these action movies. They were made on a certain, you know, they were made with, I want to say lower budgets, but you know, cause they weren't like, you know, zero budget kind of movies. Um, uh, but they, they didn't get, you know, uh, they didn't get, you know, gladiator level budgets, you know? Right. So, uh, so they were made on slightly lower budgets, but they weren't. They were expected to do a certain amount. They had certain stars that would, um, you know, kind of that you would recurringly see. Yeah, you um, like your headliner star, you know. Right. They were full. Uh, they were full of explosions. Some of these like over the top action sequences. Uh, that was before the use of CGI really got uh, thrown in there. So, uh, you know, everything's practical in some way, shape, or form, and. Uh, it's usually filled with like cheesy one-liners and, you know, usually rated R, you've got a lot of blood, you got a lot of, you know, uh, people being blown up, Yeah, <laughs> you know, people being, uh, shot and blood going everywhere. You know, it's like, that's just, uh, you know, obviously rated R. That was just kind of what you had. And I feel like that's something that we've kind of gotten away from a little bit in the sense that like, uh, I feel like nowadays we don't get as many of well, the, that type of film. That's true. And like when when something does come out, because it, it happens every now and then, um, I I really take note of it because I'm like, I don't know, it's got that 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 feeling. You know, it's like, oh yeah, the golden age of action. It's feeling. like, yeah, right. Like, this is good. You I know, tell you, it's cool. The genre of films, it's like a little. I, I say genre. It's a very much subgenre of films. That's kind of. I mean, I know it's existed for a long time, but I've really only noticed it the past like five, ten years. Is the action comedy has really become like a very big thing, and it's become one of my like favorite subgenres. You've got films like Kingsman, films like I would throw Nobody in there, uh, Bullet Train. Uh, you, you just films like that that are you know loaded with comedy. 
but they're also but it's not like like tongue in cheek or like goofy. Right. It's not tongue in cheek. There just happens to be some some funny stuff that happens, you know, and they roll with it. Right. It, it's 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 comedy that very much ties into and plays along with the action. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's not. They're not like the action and the comedy are not battling each other. They go, they go together like seamlessly. Yeah, um, and that's something that has, you know, like I said, really uh, come up in the past year, couple years. In fact, there, we've got a new one coming out here in just a few weeks. Uh, Argyle, oh, yeah. which made Matthew Vaughn the same guy that did the Kingsman films, which I'm I'm a huge fan of the Kingsman films. So I'm super excited to check that out when it comes. So yeah, so you got your action comedies, but you know every now and then we do still get a few of those action films that feel like the golden age of action. And there's a movie that's uh, it's actually already out at the time of this episode. In um, uh, it's called The Beekeeper. Uh, sadly, we have not gotten to see it before recording this, um, so we can't give our thoughts on the film. But I'm me personally, I'm excited to see it. Actually, one because I'm always down for Jason's, you know, to see Jason Satham, you know, uh, you know, kick the crap out of some. Bad guys. Like, yeah, I'm always he, down for he's that. like the new. I would say he's the action star of current. Yeah, he's he's the now action star. Yeah, he is. Even though some of them, even from the eighties, are still going. Oh yeah, but yeah. He's but like you know. There are still like Stallone, uh, Schwarzenegger, like those guys are still doing films. In fact, every now and then you'll still you'll still get a Dolph Lundgren film. You know. Yeah, it's like, I, I looked it up because uh, I was you know doing research and then um, <laughs> Dolph Lundgren has a. A new one that come out that I haven't seen, and he's also got another one that's coming out this year. And I'm just see. like, look at that! Look at these movies; they just kind of come out. You know, you never. Yeah, you see, you get that, and then uh, up until really a couple of years ago, with um, you know, we still had Bruce Willis doing stuff, except for you know his his disease kind of, um, you know, came in and he he was forced to retire sadly. But um, yeah, but he was doing movies. I think he. I was like, he was probably doing more than anybody else. He was cranking out like six, seven movies a year. I think yeah. his last, the year before he retired, he, he cranked out like eight or nine movies, Yeah, I, which I, is insanity. Yeah, he was just, you know, and he did a trilogy that, like, I don't... Yeah, there's a whole, uh, like, a Detective Night trilogy. Yeah. There's that, have you seen any of those yet? I haven't watched them yet. I, I, need, like that. I need to watch them. Yeah, that'd be a good episode. That's going to be an episode. That's I think that's be, what I was waiting for. Yeah, that that would be a good episode because that's also like one of his, those are like among his last films. Oh yeah, yeah. And, I, and with this disease that he has, I mean, like they'll be his last films like ever. They have yet to kind of release like the the, the filmography. Uh, of, they might have by now. I haven't looked at it in a while. Um, but they, you know, like they'll do a filmography for an art for a, an actor, and uh, his was always kind of like you know the last year was always kind of up in the air because. Right. You know, release dates got shuffled around. He was working differently, and it was all also this. that same time coming out of the pandemic too. Yeah, so, so everything, like everything just was changed. just moving. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know what technically will be his absolute last, um, but the Detective Night trilogy was definitely on the, on, among those because he did. Yeah, he I mean, might it's a trilogy of movies. It's not just one movie, it's right? Like, yeah, he he might still have. I'm like you. I I don't. I'm not really sure. I haven't looked, but he might still have a couple films that, like, were in the works when he announced his retirement. Yeah, and are still kind of like going through that process of of releasing and just haven't actually gotten out yet. I'm not really sure. Maybe the last one's come out. I don't. Know, I feel like the last one. Like, it's going to sound terrible, but I don't know if they'll use that as a marketing thing or not. It's one of those like, I hope not, cause that's, yeah, that's that'd not be cool. a little bit distasteful. Yeah, but. I mean, I feel like at some point there would be, um, 
at some point, like, there will be an article about that, you yeah. know? Like, you know, Bruce Willis's last film. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or like, something like that. Or, or, or not, maybe they may not necessarily word it like that. But <laughs> 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 that's it. He's just going to die now. <laughs> like, which is, I'm sorry, this is so terrible. It's not a laughing matter. But <laughs> what's happening to him is, is, is absolutely awful. And I'm so sorry to him and his family. But, um, but but seriously though, it's like I, I I just I feel like if the, if his last film had come out or the last film that he made, you know, I feel like I would have seen an article about that. But I don't know, maybe yeah, not. maybe I don't not. Know. I'll just just need to do some research and find out. But so yeah, so you know we we do still get films, but I think um, a lot of those uh, guys that were popular from the days of old, um, the ones that are still around doing films, they can't quite can't quite by themselves put people in butts to w- or put butts in seat. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I can't do that either. <laughs> but if anybody could. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> but you know, they can't quite put butts in seats. Uh, I think the way by themselves, the way that they used to, um, but Jason Statham has kind of filled that. I won't say gap, but, well, yeah, well, for lack of a better term, we'll say filled that gap. And I'm not sure of any other like single star who's done that. I think you have directors who are doing that. Directors like um, like Matthew Vaughn, who's constantly doing films like Kingsman and like Argyle. Uh, you have guys like um, oh, I I literally had his name in my head, and then it just. It just blew away. It just disappeared. David Leach, goodness gracious! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah David yeah. Leach. Yeah, yeah. So you know he did he did Deadpool two. He did. Um, I can't remember if he did Nobody, but I know he did Bullet Train, and he's got the Fall Guy uh, coming out later this year. Um, so you know, you know, I think you know you've got certain directors who really try to keep that alive, um, and, and I'm sure there's others as well that I'm just uh, forgetting or missing. But, um, anyways, uh, so yeah, so the beekeeper is a movie that's out now. I haven't gotten to see it yet, but I'm, I'm excited to see it because that's what everyone says about it is they say that like, if you like, like if you like the golden age of action movies, you know, where it's just a guy, like it's just a, a dude coming in. It's, it's some raw, like, um, not CGI, but like, you know, raw practical action. And it's just a, you know, an action star coming in, doing his thing. It's rated R. It's not. You know, it's not toned it down to try and be a little bit more family friendly, mass appeal. Like, you know, if, if that's what you're into and that's what you want to see, the Beekeeper's the movie to go see. That's what I've heard. Um, so it, it's good. It's getting positive remarks in, in that sense, which is perfect because that's exactly what I want. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it checks all the boxes. Yeah. I mean, you're going in to see a movie about, you know, that stars Jason Statham and it's about a man who is um, an ex member of a top secret organization that literally goes in and it's just like a do good organization that goes in and like takes out bad people, <laughs> you know, it's like, a, like an ex organization of assassins. And, and you know, he, when his grandmother, like have, I'm trying to think about it in the trailer, the way it goes in the trailer, like his grandmother or something like that gets like scammed, you know, like loses all her money, loses her home or whatever. And he tracks these people down, like kills them all. <laughs> it's like, boom, there's your plot. That's what we all want to do. That's it. That is what we all want to do. Like he's fighting the good fight. 
yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but I don't know. You know, it's got, like I said, it's got a cool cast behind it. It's got Jeremy Irons and of course, uh, Jason Statham in the lead. It's got a good director, David Ayer behind it. Um, so yeah, I'm just like, I'm, I'm on board. It's like, I, yeah. I want to watch. So anyway, so I'm excited to see that, but I haven't seen it yet. So, um, because we haven't seen it yet today, we're just going to kind of, as we've already been doing, I guess, uh, we're just talking about the action genre in general. We're going to talk about, uh, you know, the you know, history of it a little bit, which again, we've kind of already started doing, but we're also going to go through, uh, we've each made a top 10 list. We've also made a top five list of action stars and like, like which are our favorite action stars. I'm going to talk about some of the biggest movies. Maybe we'll talk about some ones that are maybe underrated or maybe, you know, you don't know about or whatever, all those different things. So it's just kind of the action genre day. Yeah. Be awesome. Yeah, it's good stuff. We, you know, when I think of like you know the action, you know, you you kind of go back and it kind of originates with, um, you know, Steve McQueen kind of did some some stuff, and then you got you know Charles Bronson yeah. um, was one of the big ones, and then it kind of leads and then kind of goes into you know you got Bruce Lee and then uh, Chuck Norris. They just <laughs> oh, uh, Chuck Norris. Yeah, they just really you know, especially in the seventies, you know, they were they were like the the action guys, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, if they, if, if, it, if they had a movie, I mean, it was all, you know, it was actually, you know, especially Charles Bronson, you know, he, he did like, um, you know, a lot of like revenge flicks, you know, where he would like, you know, somebody, you know, did him wrong and, and he just hunts them down and gets them. I mean, it's the same story oh, yeah, over I mean, and over and over. Most of these movies are the same story. Cause like, yeah. if you think about it, most of those action movies are somebody does them wrong and they hunt them down. Yeah. It's like, yeah, <laughs> it's you, like you, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's all you need though. I mean, it's, it's the perfect story. Um, once again, it's all, it's what we all wish we could do. <laughs> like, you know, Chuck Norris was always good. Cause like he, he had a lot of like like um like like war wartime you know movies you know, like he where he was like part of a unit you know and they would go like right. and it was like a Vietnam kind of thing you know where they would go across <coughs> across seas and then you know they'd be you know have to rescue hostages and stuff like that and then you know your action you know there's a little little line there you know because I don't really continue or consider um. Like war movies, you know, part of the action genre. Yeah, I don't either. So, like films like Lone Survivor, Saving Private Ryan, yeah. or Apocalypse yeah. Now. Yeah, like none of the, those are not action movies to me. They're drama. They're drama films with action scenes. Yeah. yeah, but but Chuck Norris did a couple of those that you know really you could probably look at them as as wartime movies, but they were very fiction and like it was very much like him doing like his thing, and it was more of like a I don't know. I just consider him like one of the bigger action stars, so it's like. I mean, I no, I, I would agree with that. That you know, Chuck Norris definitely was one of the biggest action stars, um, because what happens with these action stars is, and why we call them action stars is because they get they get known for that role, or or for those types of roles. You know, I mean, Chuck Norris is very much known as just being a a generally perceived badass. Yeah, you know, good at martial arts. And it's just kind of like, you know, he did the whole like cheesy one-liners thing. And like, he also had the show, uh, uh, Walker, Texas Ranger. Yeah. You yeah. Know, he that, carried action right into the TV series. Right. And that, and I know that went a long way. That was a big hit for him. Um, you know, and, and you look at a lot of these guys and like, you know, they're, they're very manly figures. They're, they're usually, you know, jacked and they've got, 
Uh, you know, they're usually skilled with martial arts, and you know, any picture you see of them on a poster is them holding some big massive machine gun. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like, and that's or or them hanging from a helicopter, or you know, some randomness. Um, so you know, just in the in the eyes of society and pop culture, that's what they get known for. That's what they get associated with. Um, hence, they they become action stars. And when you think of them, you think of action. You know, like like when you think of Chuck, like when I think of Chuck Norris. I think of him like, you know, I think of Chuck Norris holding like a machine gun wearing a bandana, like looking off into the sunset with a yeah. really pissed and, off attitude. And not a little bitty machine gun. I mean, it's like the biggest machine gun you can find. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Yeah. <laughs> like he ripped that thing off the side of a helicopter and he's. And toting he, it around. Yeah. He's got it in one hand and he's feeding bullets through it with the other. Yeah, and staring off into the distance. He's with, just blowing stuff. With, with explosions in the background, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like so, it's, like, it's so typical, but it's so awesome. It is. It's so typical, but awesome. So, yeah, so that was really the 70s. Because even though Stallone, um, you know, even though he started his career in the 70s, he didn't really become known as an action star until the 80s. You know, because I would say, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I would say that at Rambo was kind of the movie that really... Put, yeah. him, put him on the map as an action star because Rocky's not an action movie. It's a sports no. movie. It's, a, it's actually a sports drama, right? You know, so I wouldn't call it an action movie. Um, so I wouldn't, like I said, I don't, I don't think it was until Rambo that he really became known as an action star per se. Because then yeah. he started doing movies like Cobra and and just other things. Yeah, because Rambo was kind of. I mean, he did other movies, but like that was his first movie that made you know made him. You know, he was more action oriented. And it really, the first movie, it was action oriented, but it wasn't like as hardcore crazy as like the second and third movie. No, no, he only killed like two people in the first movie. Yeah, like like it's really not a lot because I actually so I actually rewatched that movie for this episode. Did you? I did because well, I, I had goals of, of rewatching a lot more. Yeah, I wanted to rewatch part one and part two, um, as well as go back and watch some of the other old stuff. Like I wanted to, um, I want to go back and watch uh, some of the Lethal Weapon movies and. Oh, there's so, so much the, I want to watch. Yeah. Oh yeah, like like the you know the list of what I wanted to watch was just so immense that it that it was impossible. Uh, but I did get to watch the first Rambo again because uh, it's been a long time since I've seen that. And truth and and, and um, if if the truth is known, in my head before the rewatch, in my head, a lot of the scenes from part one and part two and, and really part three as well just kind of like kind of blended together a little bit. So it was yeah. kind of hard to figure out like wait a minute was that the first movie or was that the third movie or was that the second one and i don't think i've ever seen the fourth one like just rambo i'm not sure i've ever seen it oh wow okay. yeah and and uh and i know i've never seen and of course i know i've never seen the newest one uh last blood so you know that's a franchise i definitely definitely need to catch up on but i did rewatch the first one and it is like it's very it's got a lot of action don't get me wrong especially uh the, the third act there when he's running through town just blowing stuff up <laughs> um yeah. and it's funny because he's blowing stuff up and it, and even watching it this time, I can't really figure out why he's doing it. <laughs> like, there's not a huge point to it other than like, hey, guys, this will look really cool. And it well, does. It looks this awesome. This great scenes right here. Yeah. Yeah. And it does. It's awesome. I love it. <laughs> I'm just saying it's like, you know, like like what the goal that he was trying to accomplish, he probably could have accomplished it without blowing up half the town. <laughs> but anyways. Well, you know. It's it's part of the message. It's part of the message. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Hey, and you know what? Maybe that is what it is. Like, I don't know, but it, I don't know. I just I, I do really like that movie though. It's fun. 
But yeah, I do now. It it does help because now I can kind of better like okay, so that's everything that's in part one. Now I know all these other scenes that are in my head are in part two and three. So that helps. Yeah, yeah. Um, See, that happens with me with part two and three. Like I I can keep one separated, but two and three kind of. Well, three three is a little. Yeah, you know, they kind of they it, it kind of goes up and it just goes like off the rails by the it, time you get to three. It does get off the rails because, like I said, number one's a very like. Um, it's it's not over the top. No, it's not. It's very simple, and it's 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 um, <coughs> you know, um, not quite as crazy, I guess. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's very easy story to follow, and it's very you know, it's like it's just. Oh yeah, I mean low key. I guess is the, is the right word for it. It is very low key. It's funny because that movie is is has got to be one of the best visual examples um, of the phrase. Well, that escalated quickly. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it's really. literally just like the cop won't let him eat lunch there in town, you know. <laughs> and he's like, "No, I'm going to walk in town and eat lunch." <laughs> and he's like walking into town, and the cop tries to arrest him, and then they arrest him. They take him to the station, and then while he's at the station, he's he's mad, so he doesn't tell him his name. And then they start beating him and torturing him, <laughs> and he finally gets pissed off enough and flashbacks from Nam that he just starts you know hurting everybody. <laughs> it's like wow. The next thing you know, the National Guard's involved, and he's blowing up half the town. It's just like, <laughs> he just wanted to eat lunch. <laughs> Come on, man. Let him eat a sandwich. <laughs> let Rambo eat a sandwich. <laughs> Trust me, it'll be better for you. Hey, do you want to live? You want to live? You want to die? <laughs> How important is this sandwich to you? Because <laughs> it's really important to him. <laughs> it's very. I guarantee you it's more important to him than it is to you. <laughs> Uh, but hey, you know that's what that's how it goes. Sometimes, sometimes you gotta you gotta kill over a sandwich. I, yeah, when you, when you when you're ready to eat a sandwich, you don't mess around. <laughs> you sure don't. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, so Rambo, uh, you know, it was very much kind of came into the '80s. Uh, same thing with uh, Schwarzenegger. While oh gosh, yeah, Schwarzenegger just <clears throat> you know he he just kind of like he hits action, but like if you think of like when I think back. And I don't want to get into our list quite, quite right, 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 right off the bat. But when you think back and you think of an action movie, I mean, Schwarzenegger is like all in there. I mean, he's like in there, and like, but not only is he in the like the genre of action, he's also like in like franchises too. Right, they, they kind of pepper throughout there, you know. And it's like, well, I tell you, so I tell you the thing with Schwarzenegger. Obviously, Schwarzenegger is like one of the be- one of the biggest. Action stars, I think when you think of action stars, you think of Arnold. And I think and I think also part of that is just because, because Arnold is a very unique person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just with the way he talks, just the way he is, the way he looks, his whole persona. He's just a very memorable character even as a person. Yeah. Um, you know, he was also governor. So like, you know, he's done a lot of stuff just in the world as well. Um anyway, so he was also governor and Mr. Uh, Mr. Olympia. Um Sorry, I lost my train of thought where I was going. Oh, so even though, yes, he's that big action star, when I think of Arnold and I think of his filmography, a lot of the first films that come to mind, I don't consider action films. They have a lot of action in them, but I don't consider them action films. So like a lot of the films that come to mind for me are like Total Recall. Uh, the Predator is probably the biggest one for me. Um, the Predator's loaded with action. And I know it was one of his biggest, like quote, action movies. But I don't, I don't put the Predator into an action category. Like to me, then for me, it just sits into science fiction. That's just me. Yeah, you know, no, I, I get that. Yeah, um, it's like it kind of, 
even if it doesn't, I mean, it says in science fiction for sure, but like it kind of has its own category because it's such, right. it's such a part of a bigger, like, you know, universe, you know, that, that's kind of like got so many different sequels and it's like, it's, it's a, it's just a bigger thing. It's like, it's set apart. Right. <clears throat> See, the other thing too, is I've also, I'm coming from it. Like by the time I watched the first predator movie, there were three predator movies. Yeah. Actually, not only were there three predator movies, but there were also, no, there were, there were five Predator movies, technically. There were three Predator films, and both Alien versus Predator films had already existed mm. by the time I ever even saw the first one. Um, so, you know, maybe if I had seen, you know, the original one, you know, back in back in the 80s, maybe I would have seen it differently. You know, like, you know, maybe I would see that as an action movie where they just added on a bunch of science fiction sequels. But I don't know, so... So, anyways, Predator for me sits as a science fiction film. Uh, so does like Total Recall, even like uh, Running Man. You know, it's like some of those films kind of sit as science fiction to me. And some of the other films that I think of him with are are also films I wouldn't quite call action films, like Kindergarten Cop and Jingle All the Way. Yeah, but um, even though he has done tons of action films, though. Uh, and, it, and that is very much what he's known for. Yeah, and uh, you know he's still releasing today. You know, it's like once he. Oh yeah, he's he still does stu- he still does action films today. Yeah, I think he there was a show that came out on Netflix. I think it was like yeah, Fubar, Fubar. Yeah, um, have you I seen, any, seen of that? any of that? But uh, you haven't either. Yeah, apparently that's like supposed to be. I, I've heard it was pretty decent. Yeah. It's like his daughter's like an assassin or something like that, and he didn't know it. And he's got to, like, come back in and help her with something. Because he was, like, an assassin. And he didn't know his daughter was an assassin. And then he <laughs> retired. And his daughter got in trouble or something like that. And he had to, like, come in and come back in and help her or something like that. Yeah. I don't, I don't quite remember um, how it is. I just uh, the, Honestly, the only reason I know about the show is because it came out right around the same time as Extraction 2. Yeah. Uh, of course, you know, I really liked that movie. And Netflix did this little teaser of Chris Hemsworth and uh, in the elevator, yeah, and Arnold getting in the elevator. Yeah, that was pretty and, good. Um, uh, and and they looked at uh, or I guess like, there's like there's like a TV in the elevator, and I guess a poster or or a clip for Extraction Two had come up, you know, which was like the big talk of the moment. You know, it was like the big at, at that. I remember that weekend. It was like the biggest movie in the world, and. Anyways, Arnold's like watching it, and he's like, you know, he's like, I got my no- my own show coming out, and it's like it's called Fubar, and he's like talking about it. And Chris, and Chris is like, yeah, that's a that's great, buddy. <laughs> you know, it's just it's, it's just funny, but and honestly, that 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 ad is the only reason I know about the show. Yeah, because <laughs> I saw that and I thought it was so funny, and I was like, what's the show he's talking about? Oh, that's a real thing. <laughs> I remember he would always be like, you know, when when, when you kill that guy, you need to say something like. It's ice cold. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like ice cold, or, or like chill out, or something. <laughs> like that. Yeah, he had all these like cheesy little one liners he was trying to throw into it. It's like, oh, that was so perfect. Oh, I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> yeah, I remember Arnold. Well, I think that's the best thing that Arnold's known for. Yeah, it's the one liners, and like he carried that into. Oh my! I don't know. I'm not even, I can't believe I'm going to mention this movie, but Batman and Robin. I have, I was I was literally thinking about that. I was going to at least mention it. And uh, he was, he played Mister Freeze, you know. And it's like he was always like, <laughs> everybody always like talks about his little one-liners in that movie. 
Chill out. <laughs> cool party. Cool party. <laughs> uh, so good. Uh, so good. Man, yeah, he... Yeah, he, he's loaded with one-liners, even for Predator, you know, stuff like, you know, get to the chopper, <laughs> you know, and yeah. like, um, stuff from Collateral Damage. Of course, my favorite, like, you know, one-liner moments from, from Arnold is is all from the movie um, um, Commando. Oh. That movie's loaded. It's like the ultimate Arnold Schwarzenegger action movie. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it's got all the cheesy, cheesy one-liners, like you know, shoves an exhaust pipe through a guy and says, let off some steam. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like, um, it's just, I don't know, so good. For like, you know, if, if that's what you're wanting, that's perfect. And we can't forget, like, his probably most famous, it's not really a, a funny one-liner, but it is one-liner that is, that's just all his. Is is the Terminator line? I would be back. Oh yeah, <laughs> we see the Terminator is another one. That's yeah. another great example of like when I think of Arnold, I think of the Terminator. Yet I don't think of the Terminator as an action. See, the, you know, movie. you were talking about earlier about the movies. You know, depending on when they come out. See, I watched Terminator like when it come out. Yeah, see, see, that makes a big difference. And that makes a big difference, you know. And it's like that was just like that was an action movie. That was just like straight up, and you know, that movie was next level action movie. You know, yeah. you watch it and you're just like, Oh my gosh, like that was like, that was amazing. You know, it's like, that was just like really crazy how he just kept coming, you know, after that poor girl. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's just really cool. That's man. Favorite, favorite shot of that movie is still, honestly, it's probably one of my favorite shots of the whole franchise. I just think it's, um, awesome. It was, uh, after the tanker explodes mm. and, and then, and he's, the metal, all the skins burnt off, and it's just the metal skeleton walking out of the flames. Yeah, after her. Oh, it's so good. Because <gasps> man, that's really when you have that moment of like, oh my gosh, this thing just keeps coming. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, it really does, and it's like I remember, that's that's one of those moments that like you remember the first time you saw it. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, I remember. I remember where I was sitting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like I remember as a kid watching that movie. Like when my dad finally sat down and said, "Okay, we're gonna watch this movie. It's called The Terminator. I'm not telling you anything about it. We're just gonna watch it." Okay. <laughs> and you know, we sat down, we watched it, and I <clears throat> and I and I remember that. Like, yeah, just being like, "Holy crap!" Like, <laughs> crazy. It's like you know, you get to the end of that movie. At least back then, you know, when the first time I watched it, and it's like, you know, the credits finally roll, and you're like. Golly, <laughs> you feel exhausted because you're like, gosh, that thing just like. That thing was relentless. It's like it would not stop. And it was like, I don't know, that was the coolest part about it, though. And that, that was the point. Right. You know, it was the Terminator. And it was like, you know, and, and when they, Kyle Reese at the beginning of the movie, you know, his fear of that thing, he's like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can, I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can yeah. take it, take this on. Because he knew what it was. Yeah. yeah and, um, and you know that that fear is like realized throughout the movie because of, of the relentlessness. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I love it. I love those that movie especially. Yeah, we really need to do at some point. We'll do a Terminator episode because boy, yeah. that's a that's a franchise that I have lots to say about, which is why I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of trying to keep myself reserved talking about it right now. Yeah, but yeah, like we'll just if, talk about that first. One. And of course, the second one. Well, I, I was saying, if we're if. If you are considering the first one in the action franchise, then I think you also would have to put in, at the very least, you'd have to put in uh, number two, and, and I would go ahead and pro- probably say Rise of the Machines, you know, number three as well. Um, yeah, but definitely number two, because <clears throat> number two is by by most 
considered one of the greatest action movies of all time. Yeah. And, and and if we're considering those movies as action movies, like if those are being considered, then then yes, I would agree with that. So, and, and like I said, we can get a little bit more into that too once we get into our top ten list. But, um, <laughs> Schwarzenegger, man. Uh, oh, Arnold. So good. Um, yeah. So, so that was the 80s. Um, then you get into the 90s. Now, the 90s action, I'm not super familiar with. Just Now, you still had, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, well, hold on. Before we leave the 80s, couple, one more dude I have to mention just because I know he had so many movies in the 80s was Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and another guy that I want to mention, too, that, that don't know if he's bears, needs to be mentioned, but it's... Um, Steven Seagal. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he kind of floundered there at the end, but like he was he was he was in there in the very beginning. He yeah. had some big movies that would come out. Oh, for um, sure. Well, he was another one of those kind of like Jean-Claude Van Damme or uh Oh yeah. Uh or Chuck Norris, you know, he was just kind of known as like just a general, you know, badass. He like had the martial arts. You always saw pictures of him holding some big machine gun or, you know, uh, with helicopters and explosions behind him. Yeah, my, one of my favorite movies that I watched growing up was Universal Soldier, and yeah. it was Van Damme and, and, and Lundgren together. Oh, wow. And like, it was, like, just really cool, because they, they kind of battle, you know, like, throughout the movie, and it's like, it's just cool. <laughs> it's like, you're, yeah. you know, you can't go wrong with that. <gasps> See, when I think of Lundgren, I think of Rocky Four. Yeah. Oh, that that was my introduction to, to Dolph Lundgren. So anytime I think of him, I, like young Dolph Lundgren, I still think of Rocky Four. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and you know he he still does stuff too. Now Jean Claude Van Damme is he still alive? Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't. Is, is he, he still he did do a, stuff? He did a movie not long ago, uh, and he's got another one that he's working on now. But they're both like they're foreign films. Like uh, he's he's doing uh, like I guess they're French films. And um, the, I tried to watch one not too long. I think it was the Last Mercenary. Well, isn't he French? Yeah, yeah, um, and and it was like dubbed. It was like a like a dub kind of thing, <laughs> oh, you know, or, yeah. or subtitles. So it's like I I couldn't quite um, get into it as, as much. You yeah, know, those, those dubbed films can be a little difficult. Yeah, yeah, they can be. I'd, I'd rather I'd rather I've gotten to where I would really rather a subtitled film. Yeah, just because the dubs are just not good. Well, I've seen some good dubs. But yeah, yeah, there I, are there are good ones. But yeah, for the most part, I don't know. They, I think they just pull people off the street and uh, have them read <laughs> read the the script, and then they use that as a dub. Yeah, really. It's like, it's like to people out there, if you want to get into voice acting, like go to these people who like go to these companies who who provide dubs for foreign films because they are lacking talent. <laughs> yeah, like they they could use. <clears throat> Some good new fresh talent, so that'd be a great way to break into that to that world. <laughs> oh man, um, you know I went ahead not to tease things for for next week, but I went ahead and watched a movie that we're going to be talking about next week, which is a foreign film, and uh, it started off the first couple minutes where it was an English dub until I switched it. <clears throat> and yeah, we'll have to talk about that. <laughs> it's a, it was, it's another classic example. Oh, I've got of like, things to say about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll have to. <laughs> Whew, we'll we'll talk about that next week. So yeah, we'll save that conversation for then. So uh, if you want to hear us talk about 
um, give our thoughts on a on a uh, on a foreign film called The Lake. Uh, make sure to tune in next week. So yeah, to the Movie Junkies podcast right here every week, every Tuesday. Yeah, buddy, Movie Junkies. Woo! Okay, so um, so yeah, so that's pretty much the oh you know one last guy we've kind of already talked about him, but uh, you know one guy we we can't. We can't talk about the '80s and not mention Bruce Willis and Die Hard mm-hmm. and just all the other things that he did in the '80s. Now, wait, hold on. This is it's somewhat related because Death uh, Death Wish. Um, Bruce Willis did a remake of Death Wish, but who did the original Death Wish? That was Charles Bronson. That was Charles Bronson. Yeah. Okay. And there were several sequels to that movie. That, I think that was his his big movie that was like the revenge <gasps> flick, right? Um, but I think there's like four, three or four sequels that go. Along yeah, yeah. There, I remember there were a bunch. I'll tell you another uh, action franchise that I've seen literally zero of. Like I've never seen any of these films. Is Shaft, Richard Roundtree, and then mm. at some point uh, Samuel Samuel L. Jackson kind of takes the mantle. Yeah, but but you know, in fact you know they did a, a new one, uh, not that long ago. In fact, I actually know somebody who worked on that film, but I haven't seen any of them. I, well, you know. I, <laughs> I, I did watch the one in the nineties that come out. I think it was like I, th- I think that's the thing. I think the one in like nineteen ninety was the first uh, Samuel Jackson. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd seen that one um, when it come out, um, but I, I didn't quite you know get into it because you know, I hadn't seen anything you. else. Right, and uh, yeah, I think <gasps> maybe if I kind of watch all of them. Well, from what I understand, it's not a. I mean, Maybe a reboot would be a good word, but it's not a remake. Like I mean, like it very much is a sequel to those first Richard yeah. Roundtree. In fact, Richard Roundtree is in all of them still, mm. from what I understand. See, that's cool. I mean, I I, I kind of want to check all that out. Oh, I do too. In fact, I've actually heard that the original one, which came out sometime in the eighties, I think, eighties, um, eighties, early seventies. I'm gonna look real quick, but uh, I've heard that the first one's actually, um, pretty good. Like a pretty good movie. See when okay, I'm looking. Oh wow, no! So this is the '70s. We were all wrong with the dates. <clears throat> so the first Shaft uh, with Richard Roundtree came out in 1971. Um, then you had Shaft's Big Score, 1972. Shaft in Africa, 1973, and then kind of the quote reboot <clears throat> of sorts uh, came out in 2000 uh, with Samuel L. Jackson, and then uh, of course, and then there's a sequel to that movie. Uh, they came out in 2019. Something that's a little aggravating, though, is that three of these movies have the exact same title. Yeah. The first one's called Shaft. The one in 2000 is called Shaft. And the one in 2019 is, you guessed it, Shaft. <laughs> so. Yeah, okay. The, but the only way you can do, you know, tell them apart is just by the, the release dates. Pretty, or, or pretty much. Years. Pretty much. Shaft. Um, 1990. <laughs> Shaft. 2019. Yeah, pretty much. It's a t- the title creativity there is a is a is an all time low, <laughs> but come on guys, like surely we can create. Oh, that makes me. And you know that's something that we kind of started doing in the past couple of years is whenever like we reboot franchises, we give them the same name as yeah. one of the original films. Uh, they did that with Scream. They did that with Halloween. Um, they I know they've done it with some others too that are escaping my brain at the moment. But I don't know. I I just think that is the stupidest thing on the planet. Tell you that's it's just so stupid. Anyways, so okay, I didn't realize that was the seventies. Well, then that would have been a good thing to talk about with the seventies. But when you do get into the eighties, you do. Sorry, 
back to my original point with Bruce Willis, you do have Die Hard, uh, which is definitely, uh, I would say that Die Hard is probably the biggest um, the yeah. biggest film that he's, or the biggest series of films that he's known for. Of course, yeah, I mean, he did a lot of other stuff like you know, Armageddon and Sixth Sense and Fifth Element and Unbreakable and all that stuff. But yeah, he's, he's pretty, also Pulp Fiction. But. Pretty diverse. I mean, you know, I would consider him an action star, but, you know, he's, he's probably done, you know, just as many other types of movies as well. Yes, you know, so he's not just like strictly action, like, you know, like somebody like, you know, Van Damme or, or Lundgren. Or, yeah, it's true. You know. Van Damme and Lundgren are pretty much strictly action. Although, if you uh, if you want to see uh, Dolph Lundgren as a uh, as a uh, underwater uh, King of Atlantis type character, you can watch Aquaman. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Yeah, I hear. I mean, he's he's back in the second one too. I guess. Yeah, yeah, he was in the trailer. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, that's the other thing is when an actor can really pull off a serious role like that, you know, like when they can do something more than action. I always felt like that was one of Stallone's biggest strengths, you know, was he could do a lot more than just, than just action. Uh, uh, another big one that's a little bit more modern, uh, who I would say is probably the most, or one of my, what I would think would be one of the most diverse action stars is Liam Neeson. Yeah, uh, because he can pull off films like Taken, um, and Nonstop, and you know, you know these kind of action movies, but he can also do like just you know whip out films like Schindler's List, <laughs> you know, and, and these like super dramatic roles like that. Yeah, Schindler's List and, and Mark Felt and you know, stuff. Oops, hit my mic. Here we go. You know, and just <clears throat> stuff like that. So. Um, I like when an actor can be diverse like that. So one of the movies that I watched kind of in prep for, for this episode um, was a Stallone movie. I watched the Samaritan movie. Oh, yeah. See, now that's one that came out like just a couple of years ago, yeah. right? Yeah, it's, it was an Amazon original. Okay. Um, I have not seen it. Tell us more. Well, it, it, was, it was good. It wasn't quite as good as i was hoping <laughs> but it was very like it was cool it was a neat little story now remind mm-hmm. me of the plot of that movie well it's, it's got like basically a superhero has retired and kind of like disappeared and then like there's this uh, little boy that's getting bullied at school and he his neighbor he finds out you know throughout the kind of a few events right that his neighbor is that retired superhero Played by Sylvester Stallone, I yeah. assume. Yeah. Um, th- there's a bigger story that kind of they try to tell uh, throughout the movie that um, you know kind of gets told in flashbacks and and like just dialogue, and it's like it kind of loses it a little bit. You know, it, it didn't right. quite hit hit as hard as I think they wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Um, it was cool. I mean, it's, it's a lot of you know typical. Stallone action. I mean, he's just yeah. It's it's good. I mean, it's it's not like oh my gosh, you gotta watch this movie. It's awesome, right? It's, Go check it out right now. Right. Yeah, but it's it's you know it's it's still fun though. It's just a fun little. It's know, little fun. You can't take to watch. it seriously. Yeah, you just yeah. You know, if you want to see Stallone kicking some butt and and I'm always know, down for that. Yeah, that's always down for that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. 
Pretty awesome. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, so, uh, the night, so you know, we talked about the 80s for a little bit. Moving into the 90s, um, the 90s is, when it comes to action movies, is one where, just right off the top of my head, there's not a lot of big ones that come to mind. Well, I guess there are some big ones. When I think about it, I guess there's there's speed of Keanu Reeves. That's like when Keanu Reeves kind of first started coming into the scene a little bit. You got Keanu Reeves. You, got, you start getting films. The Matrix didn't really start coming along until, you know. It was like little, 99, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a little bit later, in the 90s, 2000s. But, um, but Keanu Reeves was still a thing at this point. Uh, you also get movies like Eat. Uh, eat. Heat. <laughs> eat. <laughs> you, yeah, but you get movies what like. What an action movie that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a dude sitting there eating <laughs> intense um no uh heat uh michael mann movie with uh al pacino and val kilmer and, uh yeah that's a that's a big movie yeah yeah that is a, that is a i really movie. don't it always kind of gets labeled as a as a big action movie and, and it it does have action in it but it's like i don't really it's more of a dr- it's more of a drama. Dra- yeah. You know? Yeah, it's, it's good. I, I, I will admit that, like, it sticks, like, just in my brain when I think of it. I kind of think, I kind of put it in the action category. Yeah. But, but you are correct that it is very much more of a drama. Yeah. <clears throat> it's more of a crime drama. That just has a lot of action in it. Um, now, I'll tell you one, uh, just kind of looking at a little list here. Now, here's one that I have never seen, um, but is Cliffhanger. Uh, I believe that's a big Stallone one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's one that I've never seen. Of course, you had a lot of big James Bond films come out come out during that time. Goldeneye. Uh, you also had <clears throat> there were a couple of Die Hard films that came out during that time. Um, did you ever see? Uh, hold on. Did you ever see Point Break? Yeah, yeah. That was another Keanu Reeves one that came out during this time. Yeah, old Patrick Swayze. That, that was a uh, that's good stuff. Um, <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> I can't remember if it was, you know, Mad Max was another big one that that you know, hit yeah. right there in the eighties, and I guess you can kind of consider those action movies. See, that's that's another they, one that can kind of go both ways. Yeah, I kind of I kind of set those apart a little bit. Well, like I do too. So I mean, I will say that like the Mad Max movies that I own that sit on my shelf, I have them sitting in the sci-fi section. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I would go sci-fi, but I would go. Well, I oh, say sci-fi. Sure what I do with I, I say <laughs> I say sci-fi, but I more have put it as like it's is in the same section as like San Andreas. Yeah, you know what I mean that like kind of like anything post-apocalyptic, you know, um, anything that's like you know set far in the future kind of thing. But, yeah, yeah. I know that. Um, I watched those movies quite a bit growing up. Uh, Road, Road Warrior is probably the better of the lot. Yeah, um, yeah. Those were I mean, those were big ones for Mel Gibson too, because you know he also had Braveheart uh, come out in the nine. Uh, it came out later on in the nineties. He also had the Lethal Weapon films. Yeah, the Lethal Weapon films were big in the nineties. Yeah, those were big. Uh, well, you know, big action films for him. Uh, so yeah, yeah, and, and Mel Gibson can still like pull off of those those like you know action roles, but. Um, now a couple big Schwarzenegger films that came out in the '90s uh, that I just that just came to my head were Last Action Hero, 
and one of my personal favorites, True Lies. Yeah, True Lies is a big one. That's like that movie. <clears throat> I, I say this, and it's like it's it's not a negative, but it's like it's it's a cookie cutter action, and it's not. It is. It's not that it, that that's a negative. It's like it's just like it's perfectly done action. It I mean, is. It's it, like that movie. If you need a definition of an action movie, yeah, like True Lies. Like yeah. tr- True Lies is a is a good example, uh, and you know, and I would say like there's a, there's a handful of films that are like that, you know, that are yeah. like if you need just kind of visual examples of of to you know to give example to the di- or to give uh, visual to the word or to the phrase action genre, films like True Lies are and, and uh, I think good that contenders. That, that I think kinda, Die Hard would be another good contender. That kind of covers that decade. Like True Lies is like the action movie of the nineties. <clears throat> I'll go with that. Yeah, it is like the and it came out like right there in mid nineties. I think it was ninety six. Let me look. Yeah, no ninety four. Sorry. Oh, okay, ninety four. Ninety four. But you, but still, like you know, kind of right there at the mid nineties. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I would, I would agree with that. That it was probably the, you know, the action movie of the nineties. I mean, you had several other big ones, of course, like Cliffhanger and and Speed and The Fugitive and Last Action Hero and Leon the Professional, uh, The Rock. Point Break. Oh my! I forgot about The Rock. Yeah, the with, Rock is like with a uh, oh, uh, oh Sean Connery and uh, see it's got it's got Nicholas Cage and who else that movie got in it? Oh Ed Harris. Yeah. Oh yeah, Ed Harris. Man, that movie. That movie is another one of those movies. It's kind of like you watch it and you're like, that movie's too good. It's t- it's too good. Like it's not fair to other movies. You know, and it's like. But it's 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 almost a negative. It's say it's too it's so good that it's it kind of revolves back around to almost being a negative because it's like the movie is like you watch it and you're like I don't know it does exactly what you think it's going to do and it's epic in every way. Yeah, and it's like it's one of, it's one of the uh, one of the long forgotten Michael Bay movies. Yeah, it's. it's it just does things, and it's like it's so over the top. But it, yet, it's 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 like the smallest moments are the most epic. You know, it's like yeah. it's like what? Why is this such a big deal? You know, and it's like I don't know, Sean Connery was awesome anyway. Yeah, I just really like Sean Connery. I like I like him quite a bit. Um, another big movie that came out in the nineties, uh, Demolition Man, with uh, mm. Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes. Yeah, we got uh, Judge Dredd there too. Ah, um, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that. Or you know, Stallone's version, um, right? Which is you know, <laughs> I am the law. <laughs> <laughs> so good, so, awesome, so, so crazy, typical. <laughs> so yeah, so the nineties is kind but of. You, a, but you got to say it with the with the crooked mouth that that, that Stallone <laughs> has. You know, it's like I am the law. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like a. Yeah, it's so funny. So many of those guys like have their own like I won't say accents, but like I don't know. They're just like they're just so unique, you know. Like like there is no one like Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know. Like you know, you think about yeah. like that person, the way yeah. he looks, the way he talks, the way he is, his whole persona, you know. The same thing with Stallone, you know. Like Stallone's a very unique character, but um, also I feel like the '90s was like was honestly almost like a transition between like, you know, you've got a lot of your, I feel like the nineties when you really started seeing a lot of the bigger special effects, 
you know, because yeah. you also had T2. You also yeah. had Terminator 2. Yeah, they really uh, upped, the, upped the ante on the effects, for sure. Yeah, it's like they just started kind of getting into the use of, like, you know, using some animation and CGI for, for big wide shots of stuff. Um, you know, they got the budgets got bigger. Um, you know, they started, you know, you got more. Uh, you had a lot of these films that came out in the 80s, and so now you're getting sequels to the franchise. So you're getting, like, sequels to Die Hard. You're getting sequels to Rambo. You're getting sequels to Lethal Weapon. It's like, you know, you've got these franchises that are kind of, that are going at, at uh, when did the Predator sequel came out? Predator, <laughs> Predator 2. I think it was 91. It was 91? I'm not super sure. I'm going to look real But, um, yeah, but anyways, you know, so you're just, I don't know, I feel like, I don't know, like, maybe that's kind of like the, the theme of the 90s is, you know, like the introduction of big special effects, like action movies just got bigger, especially yeah. like with films like True Lies, because True Lies is just a massive movie too. Of course, yeah. it's also James Cameron. Yeah, was, James Cameron don't do small. Yeah, James Cameron was was the reason behind that one being so so big. Yeah, Predator Two was ninety nineteen ninety. Gotcha. Um, of course, you know we got Predator. Was the next movie the Predators? Yeah, next movie was Predators, uh, which came out in two thousand ten. Okay, well, gosh, that was a long time. Yeah. So yeah, I guess it kind of fell off the radar there for a little while. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the. Not to mention all the Pierce Brosnan films that came out in the 90s. Well, yeah, the Bond movies. You know, yeah. they, were, they were grandiose in scale. They were. Um, and they really just pushed the envelope for each movie, like to the point to where it got kind of stupid, really. But, like, it, it was still... <laughs> yeah, some of them got pretty pretty crazy. And, and you know, each each different actor of Bond kind of has his own, um, I want to say flavor, but, like, like, the Roger Moore movies stick out. <laughs> you know, like, they've yeah. got their own flavor. Pierce Brosnan movies have their own flavor. Sean Connery movies have their own flavor, just like the Daniel Craig movies have their own flavor. Mm. But yeah, um, it's good stuff. I mean, you know, the, you can't you can't talk about action movies though without you know talking about Bond movies because man, they're they've they've carried the action genre for you know fifty sixty years now. Oh, and they're they are the biggest action franchise. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, no doubt about that. I mean, there's literally 25, literally 25 films. 25 films, yeah. That's and crazy. I, you know, they'll do more. I mean, that that's not going to stop. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Bond will always go. <clears throat> I mean, I say that. Surely they won't kill that franchise. I mean. Nah, they won't. I don't know. I'm saying it, it'll kind of do, you know, we've reached the end of a of an era with Daniel Craig, you know, kind of yeah. you know, reached the end of him. <clears throat> but, you know, I mean, you know, there'll be more. They're just going to figure out a new Bond, and they're going to start over, which is cool. I actually, believe it or not, I actually wish more franchises did that. You know, yeah, it's just, like, like you told a story. It's like, okay, your premise is cool, and your character is cool. Tell that tell that story until it's over. And then if you want to keep going, you want to make more money, keep the premise, but just, you know, start over. Like what they, because that's exactly what they did with Bond. Yeah. You know, it's like, I mean, the premise of a James Bond movie is still there throughout all 25 films. Right, you know, it's just you know they've just changed who played Bond several times, and, and usually whenever they change who plays Bond, they also change you know, like the story starts over too. Um, yeah, like like you know, uh, um, like like you know, it's not twenty, it's not a franchise of twenty five sequels. You know, is is the yeah. point? 
God, can you imagine that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, like, this next Bond film will not, will most likely not be a sequel to any of the films that came before it. Yeah, and, and it should not ever Right, be. and it shouldn't be. Yeah, because that, that, I think that's what stales them up, you know, because, like, you, I mean, I love movies that, could, that you know, connect and, and there are sequels and whatnot, but Bond has done it so, so well um, over the years because, like, he does reset, you know, it's like, if you, you know. To the point where it's become... Oh, as a common knowledge, maybe that's the wrong term, but like, like it's expected to reset, you yeah. know, like, like with the way not to spoil no time to die, but you know, no time to die is, is definitely the end of the Daniel Craig era of Bond films, yeah, yeah. which was great. It was a great movie. It was an epic finale. That, that little, um, uh, that little quintlet of movies, that little five set of movies is like probably one of my favorite little action franchises, period. Yeah. There's some great stuff in the Daniel Craig era, which we'll get into a little bit later when we get into the uh, 2000s, 2010s. But, <clears throat> uh, but yes, it's like you know, with this new film, I'm like I'm already expecting. Okay, they're going to start over. We're going to get a new Bond film. We're starting over. Next new franchise. Let's do it. You know, I don't know. It's just I'm excited for that, especially with which director is in the talks for it. Oh gosh. Oh my well, god. Yeah. So, for those who may not be aware, uh, the the great Christopher Nolan, uh, who who I will argue is as I think the the current the best director of the current time, like like he he's yeah he he's the he's probably the one of the greatest living directors today, and I will, and he is in talks to do like a trilogy of James Bond films. Because he, he, he has said for years that he's wanted to do some Bond films. He's he said that for a long time. And now that, you know, they're finally at a point where, like, all right, it's time to, you know, to take Bond in a new direction. And he just finished Oppenheimer, and he's kind of ready for like it. Like, you know. The it, timing is the, right there. The timing is right there, and it's like it's a match made in heaven. Like, let's let's do it. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, you know, especially if they go into it with uh, – with a trilogy in mind and like, they're going to yeah. do a trilogy, you know? And like, you know, cause he, you know, the way he works, I mean, he'll make it, you know, it may be a trilogy of movies, but it will be like one big, like epic story. Oh yeah. And it, it'll uh, be, it'll very much be almost like a part one, part two, part three. Yeah. And they just, the only, the only drawback I can see maybe is like, you know, if they, if they find somebody to play bond and, um, and they're really good at playing Bond. Like typically, you know, your your actor to play Bond would be on for more than just three movies, right? And uh, I, you know, I don't know if that would like affect anything. Like, if they try to do a fourth movie, would they start over again? Would they see? I'm I'm okay if they just want to start over. Again. I, I think they should. I yeah. think that should be the plan. Right. So, hey guys, Chris Chris but, Nolan's going to come in. He's going to do a Bond trilogy, and that's going to be our Bond franchise for the next. You know, ten years. Ten years, yeah. yeah right. Roll. That, like that's going to be Bond, um, which I think most people would be fine with. So, all right, he's going to do his trilogy. It's going to tell a complete story. Whatever actor cast we have to play the Bond characters, you know, whatever actor plays Bond, whatever actor we get to play Q, whatever actress we get to play M, you know, like these kind of recurring characters. Um, you know, they'll exist in that trilogy. And as soon as Christopher Nolan, you know, does that last film, it's it's kind of the cap to that story. Then we'll start over again, 
you know, th- that little series will just have three films in it. Yeah. You know, especially yeah. since the Bond film or the Bond franchise is like, it's normal for that franchise to restart. Right. That's not an abnormal thing to do. Yeah. I mean, that's what it should be done. I don't know if they, I don't know if they'll be able to though. I mean, you think I about sure it. I hope so. They find somebody that's just like so good at being Bond and they're like, you know, there's more films in them. You know, it's like. Well, see, I, I hope what they'll, what will happen is kind of like the whole, uh, the, uh, fear of the dark, fear of dark night sequels thing where basically the trilogy will be so good that no one, and Christopher Nolan's like, well, no, that's the end of the story. I'm not doing it anymore. And no one else is going to come in and try and make a sequel to that, yeah. <laughs> you know, cause it's kind of like dark night. I mean, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, along, I know for a long time they rumored about, you know, continuing the dark night franchise. Um, and honestly, like they could have, like with where it left off, they very much could have picked up with another film and kept going. Oh yeah. Would it have been as good? Absolutely not. No way. Yeah. Um, they, you know, that film, that trilogy has a perfect ending, but, um, and I think that's one of those, it's like, you know, no director is going to come in and like have the balls to make a sequel to the dark Knight and the dark Knight rises, you know, two of the, two of literally like the greatest films ever made in history. Yeah. Like no one's going to come in and make sequels to those. <laughs> Because your films will always be lesser, <laughs> like forever. Yeah. So I'm hoping that that's kind of what happens. You know, is that the trilogy? Like, you know, he comes in, makes his Bond trilogy, and it's so good. It has such a good, just like resolution, just kind of like you know, in cap, in cap, that like no one's gonna want to come in. Like it's just, hey guys, instead of like making a movie that will that we know will be inferior, let's just start over. We'll see. Yeah, I hope it. I hope it happens because I think that's a. That's an exciting way for it to go. And coming out of Daniel Craig's run, they're going to need something because that was a very a very good run. It's going to be hard to top that. Yeah, it was a very good run. Um, and a very financially successful run, too. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. very good. And, uh, yeah, they, and truthfully, I think Christopher Nolan is one of the very few that could top that. Yeah. You know, um, I think the issue that they're going to run into is that they're going to have Nolan come in and do that, you know, you do his little trilogy of films, and then, well, what do you do after that? Okay. <laughs> like, what do you do after? Because even though you're not making a sequel to his films, like, you have to do something. You still got to do something. And that bar is like up there. <laughs> that bar is yeah. like so far up there. It's like it's like Olympic athlete high up there. Yeah. You know, it's like how in the world are you supposed to? Oh man. So, so yeah. So. So that that will be uh, that'll be that might be a challenge. Um, thankfully, though, it's not, this is going to sound terrible, but it's not my problem. So <laughs> <laughs> it's not my problem. You know, and, and unless my life really takes off and changes in the next ten years, I don't foresee it being my problem either. So, watch now that I've said that, something will happen. <laughs> like, hey, Dax, you want to direct the next Bond films? Nope. <laughs> no, thank <laughs> you. Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much anyways um so one more film that i want to talk about before we move on uh it's just a franchise that's still going but it's actually started in the 90s is mission impossible uh it's also kind of what what's we, that oh, it's this tiny little action franchise oh okay it's got like a movie or two in it has it got any big stars uh no, no not really oh, okay. <laughs> uh just this little guy named tom cruise <laughs> timothy cruise Tim- timothy cruise <laughs> 
But uh, you know, it the nineties is kind of really what where he started getting his kind of you know big A list status too because he did films like that. You know, Mission Impossible. He did films like uh, A Few Good Men, uh, Minority Report. Another action film was Spielberg. Uh, so Minority Report that was the nineties, right? Or, or was that the early two thousands? Uh, uh, no, right. see, it was two thousand two. Okay, I, was like, yeah. ah, I knew that was close, but yeah, um, yeah. Tom Cruise, man, he just feels like he's been around forever. He's just been making movies. Yeah, we always talk about action stars, and then like Tom Cruise never like he's not really on that list. But I don't know why. I mean, he's I mean, got he, some big action movies. He very much is. I mean, yeah, he's definitely got some big action movies. Um, I feel like a lot of his big action movies that he's known for didn't come out until like the 2000s really started coming in because then you started getting films like uh, Minority Report and heck, even <clears throat> even Mission Impossible franchise, even that didn't really get to go in until kind of the late 90s. Yeah. Because um, a lot of his big films that he's known for now are like, you know, um, uh, Night and Day or, of course, Top Gun. Of course, you know, he did the first Top Gun in the 80s. But see, I don't know if I really could. Cons- I'd consider the new Top Gun an action movie, maybe. But like even the but the first one, I don't know. Not really exactly a lot of action in that movie. I mean, there, well, I say action. There's action in the sense that there's jets flying around, but there's not like explosions and people shooting at each other and all this. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's another one's kind of a mixed bag there. But other films he did like Edge of Tomorrow, of course, uh, Jack Reacher, all the current Mission Impossible films. Uh, you know, all of those were films that were done in the. Two uh, thousands, because a lot. I feel like a lot of his other films that, um, a lot of his like really good acting films, were like, um, you know, a few a few good men. You know, it was done in the nineties. Uh, Cocktail, uh, Risky Business, and Risky Business, and The Outsiders, and yeah, just stuff like that. Well, yeah, um, The Firm. Forgot about that. Days of Thunder. Forgot he was in Legend. War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds. It was 2005. Legend. Yeah, man. Collateral, 2004. Sorry, I'm just scrolling through his list here. Anyways, um, that was the only thing I wanted to mention before we continue. Yeah. No, I, I don't know why, but I'd, uh, I'd forgotten all about Tom Cruise. Well, well, I, well I, I, I knew I, the Mission Impossible Well, I thought, I thought of Mission Impossible, and that was what made me think of, like, oh, wait, yeah, Tom Cruise, you know. And I'm sure there are tons of other actors. I mean, you know, there's, you know, a lot of big actors have done action movies at some point. You know, I mean, Samuel Samuel L. Jackson has done action movies. So has um, Ryan Gosling, Kevin Costner, Leonardo DiCaprio. You know, it's like you know, everyone I feel like has done action movies at yeah. some point. Oh yeah. Um, but you know, I'm trying to think of like people who are who are really known as action stars. Yeah. But. Um, so, anyways, you know, and just to kind of speed things along, I guess, you know, as you start getting into, I think when you start getting into the 2000s and 2010s is where things kind of start changing a little bit. Start getting at, away from that golden era. I almost feel like action starts taking a bit of a backseat a little bit. Well, I think it's it's more along the lines of the action star is so against being typecast as an action star that, you know, even if you have somebody, with the exception of a few, um, that, that, 
do good action movies, but they, they really don't like, that's not all they do. You know, they, they go right. and do other stuff and it's like, they, they don't want to be, you know, um, typecast as a, as a, just the one that, you know, that, well, you know, he's the guy that comes and does the cheap action films. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, like, and I get not wanting to be typecasted for that, but I don't know, I think so many actors that's, uh, I feel like that's what they fall into, and then they try to break out, and then they can't, so they just accept it. I think that's kind of what happened with Liam Neeson, uh, because if, like a lot of the films that are really like his best acting performances really came before he became the action star. Yeah, they, they either came before or they came kind of during like during the time that he was being typecasted. Uh, so like, like you know some of his best films like you know Schindler's List. Um, well, I, you know, say, I say some of his best films. Some of his best films are action films. Yeah, because like I really like Taken. Like I actually like that movie quite a bit. I like, um, uh, uh, oh shoot, Nonstop. Um, Unknown was pretty good. Uh, the A Team, you know, uh, Run All Night, uh, The Commuter. That was a good one. Uh, Marksman. You know, so like a lot of those action films of his are are pretty good, but then a lot of his other like best acting film, I really like The Gray. Have you ever seen that movie? I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, that's one of my <coughs> that's one of my all time favorite Liam Neeson films. <coughs> Pardon me. Uh, but you, you know, got Walk Among the Tombstones too. There. Oh yeah, you know that's right. I forgot about that. You get Walk Among the Tombstones. Of course, you know he was also in films like Kingdom of Heaven, uh, Ridley Scott film. He was also in the Dark Knight trilogy. As Ra's al Ghul, uh, he voiced uh, Aslan in the Narnia trilogy, as well as played Zeus in Clash of the Titans, as well as Qui Gon Jinn in the Star Wars franchise. Yeah, and he was Dark Man. <laughs> he was Dark Man. Whoa, Dark I forgot Man. about that. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, he he's just been all over. You know, he's a. Um, I think he's kind of been typecasted as of today. You know. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of settled into that 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 thing there. You know, and it's like I, I don't know that. <laughs> it would be hard for him to break out if he really wanted to. Yeah, and, and, and you know some actors are um, are successful at breaking. I think it can be hard to break out. I tell you another actor. It's not necessarily action. It's kind of a bit of a sidestep. But just talking about actors trying to uh, break out of typecasted situations. Uh, Zach Efron. Oh yeah, you know, Zach Efron's one that I think has been. I think he's been trying to break out these past several years. And, and he's starting to find some success, especially with films like one that came out uh, at the tail end of this past year, was The Iron Claw. I mean, boy, that's almost, I mean, you know, Zach Efron leads that movie, boy, he's almost unrecognizable. Yeah. Like, like that, is, that does not feel like Zach Efron at all. <laughs> it's like a completely different guy. Yeah, completely different actor, which is, which is great for, for what he's trying to do. He's trying to, like, break out and really kind of solidify himself as a serious actor. You know, uh, he doesn't want to just be known for these, you know, cheap ranch coms or, 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 you know, these, you know, high school musical greatest showman type roles. Like he wants to be these, uh, you know, I think he really wants to get into these more dramatic roles which is why he takes roles like uh, the world's greatest beer or the, uh, the greatest beer run ever. And then uh, the iron claw and stuff like that. And then other actors are just okay with it. Uh, like, you know, uh, Kevin Hart or uh, honestly, The Rock. You know, yeah, you know the rocks very much fall into that category, but I think he's very okay with being there. Same thing well, with Ryan, think, Ryan think, Reynolds is another one. 
Yeah, well, I think Statham is right there too. You know, he's yeah, just, Statham's another one. He's very okay with where he's at. Yeah, I mean, he's he's good at it. Well, he, why? Right, he's good at it. I can't see Statham doing a, you know, a role that doesn't involve him, you know, punching somebody in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I remember when he so when it first was announced that he was going to be in the Meg, like when that trailer came out. Yeah. Uh, even then, I was a little curious because I was like, oh, okay. This is, I feel at the at the time. I felt like, oh, this is a little bit different for Jason Statham, you know? Yeah. But nope, it, it's still very much Jason. It's just that Jason Statham action character, but taking on a giant shark. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's like, nope, it still fits. It works just it, fine. It works just fine. Um, and, and, and I would say, like, of today, Jason Statham is probably my favorite action star of, of today. You know, who's still kind of producing. Because even though Liam Neeson still produces action movies, um... A lot of the the recent ones, I haven't seen a bunch of them, but it's just because a bunch of them, they started getting not great, and like almost all of the recent ones just get, you know, they're, they they don't do well financially, they get terrible reviews, and it just doesn't supply me with a lot of motivation to go check them out, you know? Yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> so yeah, so I would say like of current, Jason Statham's probably... Wait, but I'm trying to think of like more current action stars. Um, Mark Wahlberg was an action star for a little while. You know, like I, I'd put, I put him in that category a little bit just because, like he, like he had that movie called uh, The Family Plan that just came out this year, mm-hmm. uh, or or tail end of last year. I don't remember, but you know that's very much kind of an action movie. Um, yeah, sure it's more of tr- like a. You know, that, that comedy action, you know, it's like... Right. Well, I think that's kind of the big thing now. Yeah, I think that's kind they, of... They've had so much success. What it's morphed into, yeah. Right. Well, they've had so much success with it, you know, because, you know, you want to see where the trends are going? Follow the money. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, and you look at, like, a lot of the most successful action films over the past several years, and they're either, like, just super, just heavy-hitting, no-comedy dramas, like the Daniel Craig films, or they're um, action comedies, like... Like the Kingsman films, or uh, Bullet Train, or or Nobody, or you know, or, or any of those films like that. That's kind of the, or or Deadpool. You know, Deadpool I think would also fit fit into that category. Uh, Deadpool, you could argue science fiction a little bit, but you know, science fiction, science fiction adventure, superhero, like you know, you could, it could kind of coexist in that category, but but the studios still look at it on that same vein. Yeah, I don't even consider. <clears throat> I mean, a lot of the like superhero movies, you know, are very much action movies, but they're I, I consider them separate. You know, like they're superhero movies, so it's like I don't right. Yeah, they, they have their own category. Enter, yeah, they don't enter the right the thought pattern when I think of action. Right. You know, and that's the only reason I didn't really think of that Samaritan movie as as an action movie too much. Yeah, or like like when it, when I think about it, of course, granted, granted, I have not seen it yet, but. Um, but even like when I hear about it, I'm like I don't know, it's still, it still well, kind of the falls premise into that. does sound like that way. But the movie is well, I guess it probably is, yeah. Because well, not necessarily because there are some superhero movies that in my brain stick out as action movies, even though yes, they're quote superhero movies. You know, maybe yeah. maybe that superhero just isn't. You know, maybe his superpowers aren't necessarily that he can. Fly and, and and harness light shoot energy, lasers. shoot <laughs> lasers. Right? Maybe his superpowers are that he's just really good at martial arts. Like honestly, a good example I think would be uh, the Daredevil series. 
Yeah. You know, or, or Punisher. Yeah. Like, you know, yes, very much classified as a superhero, but I think of it as an action thing, you know, because like his superpowers are really just that he's good at shooting and, and martial arts. You know, he's good at, he's really good at kicking ass. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, he's not flying around shooting lasers and harnessing light energy and, and all this <laughs> stuff. Like there's none of that. He's just really good at, you know, kicking ass and taking names. So, so I know. So a lot of times those kind of, in my mind, kind of double a little bit. It's like, yes, they're superheroes, but, but I think of them as action things. So. I guess we can get into that when we do our top ten. I mean, do we want to go ahead and do our top ten? Just kind of roll roll right into that. Yeah, let's roll right into it. <clears throat> uh, I figured since since our top tens, I'm I'm guessing are going to be pretty different. Uh, just because one, I know you've seen a lot more stuff than I have, but also just the age thing. So why don't this one we do? Like, like you just roll through your ten, and then I'll roll through mine. You know. Okay. Um, sometimes uh, some of mine goes into like franchises and I'll, I'll just name the franchise and then, but I'll name my favorite movie from the franchise. Well, actually that's a really good point. So that's exactly what I did too, because I don't want to just be like, like if I'm doing top 10 movies, I don't want to just put mission Impossible, you know, (laughs) four four through eight. Yeah. It's like, you (laughs) You know, know, like like, there's seven movies there. Uh, That's number two. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's like, so, so yeah, I did the same thing. I, I limited I limited it to um, I could only pick one film per franchise to add to the list. Yeah, um, and uh, and I've got a whole I've got a whole thing. My list is a little bit. I probably spent way too much time into it, so I've I got a little bit of an extensive thing, which I'll explain when I go to do my list. But well, go you, ahead, all you. You can have all my extra time because my list is pretty straightforward and uh, simple and easy, and I'll just read it real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. You're the simple and easy one here. Yeah, that's right. That's how I roll. All right. So number ten on my action movie. Now, I, this is n- non-typical action movie. When I think of action movies, you know, because there's like this is a very much a period movie. But my God, it is the it is such a a man movie, and that's three hundred. Three hundred. I knew exactly what you were going to say. Yeah. Gosh, that movie is. Yeah, I, I don't know. You just can't. I can't picture. It, it's just in there. And when I think of like mainly action, just like you know, oh yeah, three hundred is is all up in there. Yeah, so. no, no, that's good. You, know, I didn't even think about it. And, you know, I'm going to be honest; those movies didn't even cross my mind when I was thinking about this. But yeah. you no, know, that's a good point. Though. And honestly, that's the point of this: is like, what yeah. movies do you consider? Right. Yeah. Uh, number nine was Rambo. Um, I think the fourth one would be my my favorite. Oh, okay. So uh, see, I'm pretty sure I haven't seen that one. Yeah, no, I just, I just, I, I just remember the first time I watched it because I, I, I didn't see it in theaters. I, I rented it, and I was just you know watching it as a house, and like I just, I just remember having such a good time. Like that was just like I was just like kid in candy store, remember a big old smile on my face. Yeah, you know, he, he's just. Oh yeah, it's just so good. Just ripping through people. <laughs> He's just blowing people apart. It's so so violent, but it's like so so awesome. I've heard that that fourth one's like almost probably the most violent one. It is. Well, I don't know. The fifth one's pretty hardcore too. Yeah, and I haven't seen the fifth one either. Um, oh my gosh, the two most violent ones I haven't seen yet. What's wrong with me? Yeah. Uh, number eight uh, would be the Mad Max series. I would probably pick the second one, uh, Road Warrior, as my favorite, uh, just because. You know, it, it kind of like it continues 
on from where the first one left off, but it's just like, it's just, you know, it's just awesome. Uh, number seven well, would be the Bond movies. Um, Skyfall would probably be my bet, my favorite okay. out of all of them. Um, I mean, you got 25 to choose from. I mean, there's, there's a lot of good ones, you know, and I love all the different actors for different reasons. You know, so right. We won't go back into Bond. We'll, we'll do that. We'll do an episode over Bond someday. Uh, six would be Mission Impossible. Now, I, I hesitated choosing this one because I haven't seen very much. I'm surprised that you chose this one, actually. Because um, really, a lot of the best films of that franchise I know you haven't seen. Well, see, that's what I keep hearing. But I really love the first three. And it's like the first one, I remember watching it. And the second one was a little better. And the third one was a little better. And then I keep hearing that the, the rest of them are even better than those. So I'm just like... Yeah, that that's that's awesome. You know, yeah, and I'm so cool. I'm so glad that um, Tom Cruise has, has stuck with it. You know, this long. Yeah, it, it has become his baby. You know, and uh, very much has, and it's cool. It's coming to an end soon, which I'm very sad about. We'll have to do an episode over that. But yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll catch up for that one for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, number five, uh, the John Wick series. You know, I mean, come on. Yeah, and if I had to pick my favorite, I guess it'd be the first one because. God, it you know, just starts it off, and it is just so simple, but so satisfying, and just I don't know. It's that that was kind of the start of a different type of action, too. Um, yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah, you know, with the, with the gung fu and, and the, the different, uh, you know, the really fast paced, you know, like you know, just almost the over the topness, but well, yeah. it kind of it brought that over the topness back, but in a in a modern way. Yeah. You know, it brought the over the over the topness of maybe the older Rambo films or like you know some of the stuff from the eighties, some of those like you know craziness Chuck Norris and yeah. Van Damme films. Like it brought some of the over the topness from those back, but in a in a modern, uh, more what's what's the word more more intricate way more yeah you know, they were just able to kind of like, through way maybe. Like shoot it better, I guess maybe. And, yeah, you know, and of the course, choreography sure, was good. I'm sure you know uh, the advancements in technology helps quite a bit with that. Yeah. Uh, also, the fact that you know you have actors like Keanu Reeves who can actually do all that stuff, you yeah. know, so that that helps quite a bit. And I think what you know, it's also what you get. The John Wick franchise is a perfect example of what you get when you take the guy who did all the stunt work for the Matrix franchise. You take that guy, you pair him with the main actor from the Matrix. And and they make movies together. You you get John Wick. <laughs> yeah, like, no, like that's what you yeah. get. Yeah, and, and then those movies, you know, they're just perfect like like that. <clears throat> All right, so I'm gonna move on. So number four, uh, Terminator. Okay, I I feel like I'm just naming franchises, but uh, I love franchises. Hey, no, so. hey, that's okay. I mean, you know, franchises are big for a reason. So um, they, I, I, they I would, do them for a reason. I would say number two is my favorite, but I really love number one. So I'm that, that yeah, kind of go back a, and forth. It's kind of a toss up. Um, number three. Okay, so remember when we were talking about the nineties? How, um, True Lies was the 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 perfect action movie for the nineties. Yeah. Well, number three is the perfect in my mind the perfect action movie for the eighties, and that's Commando. Yeah. That movie is just it's it's like the perfect it is action. Like, yeah, it, it's eighties all over it. Just just one hundred percent packed on top of it. <laughs> 
And it's just great, you know. And it, what what craziness is it that the eighties and the nineties, the two action movies, both uh, star Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's a probably a big reason why he is one of the ultimate action stars. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, number two, Die Hard. Uh, Bruce Willis, yeah. I love Die Hard. Um, I, I think number two would probably be my favorite. See, that's another one. One is awesome. Two is awesome. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know which one's better. Um, they both are awesome. I can't, you know, I don't know. It's kind of like Terminator in the sense that like, you know, you probably would need to need a good, like re a recent rewatch to really determine. Maybe. Yeah. Favorite is off the top of my head for me. I would probably say the first one just because it's so iconic. You yeah. Know? It's very, but, it has become iconic. Yeah, for sure. With the, the towers and the towers and just some of the scenes. And I'm also just such a huge fan of Alan Rickman too. So yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so uh, number one, um, this is just you know it, it. I love this movie. I feel I feel like I know what it is. You, you probably do. Is it a recent movie? Yeah. Yep. Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. Oh my god, uh, this I movie. God, I just see. I judge movies like this. Like when I watch them, I just have a good time. No, like, well, and it's that's just, absolutely that's yeah. how it should be. You know, I just remember watching that movie and just having like just. <laughs> I don't know. I was like a big smile on my face the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> no, it was it was I, funny, but it was like really good action too, and I don't know, it, just, yeah. it, it just checked all the boxes. And man, Bob was, Odenkirk, man, God, he's like you wouldn't expect him to be so awesome, but he is. He is so <laughs> awesome in that. Yeah, man, that was a good movie, and that's another one. I think it's David Leach did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, well, that's cool. Yep, that's Stevens top ten. Anyway. That is Stevens top ten. And you know, there's there's so many movies, guys. There's so many well, action movies. So I'm not gonna lie, Narrow, narrowing it down to to ten was extremely difficult yeah. for me. Like I, I I struggled with this quite a bit. Uh, action's one of my favorite franchises from from all years. Uh, you know, there's plenty of stuff that I haven't seen, but oh my gosh, I just love a good action movie. Doesn't have to be. It can be you know really thought through action like Skyfall or something like that. It can also be just a cheapo Chuck Norris film. <laughs> it's like I don't know. I just I just love it. Um, so, uh, I'm going to throw in a, I had to make kind of a honorable mentions of sorts, but it's more of films that, um, if I was counting these films, they would definitely end up on the list, but I decided to not count them in order just to make room for more other things. Uh, so, so a couple of action films that I'm not counting, I'm not counting Top Gun Maverick. Uh, that, that would have made it way up there. Uh, I'm not counting the Matrix franchise. I'm not counting... Any war films like Fury or Save It Private Ryan or Lone Survivor, um, all those are great. Uh, I'm not counting Westerns, so I'm not counting The Mad Magnificent Seven or The Good, Bad, and the Ugly. I'm not counting films like Robin Hood. I'm not counting disaster films like San Andreas or Twister. Uh, I'm not counting uh, Seven Samurai specifically, otherwise that's another one that would probably make it on the list. Uh, I'm also going to go ahead and not count the Terminator franchise. Um uh, I almost did. I, I kind of go back and forth on that one, but yeah. I've decided to not count it because T two would definitely make it on there. I mean, you know that that franchise would make it on there. I'm also not counting uh, uh, Indiana Jones either. Mm. So, <clears throat> just thought I'd uh, throw a couple of those out there real quick, uh, and a couple honorable mentions that that were close on the list. Um, so I ended up kind of I'm gonna just kind of roll through like a top fifteen just because you know I kind of have to. Um, the honorable mentions that <clears throat> barely made the list actually were Rambo. Uh, Ram of course, again, I haven't seen four or five, you know, some what I've heard, maybe some of the be better ones, 
or mm. some of them. I don't say better ones, but some of the like four is, is some of the good. five violent five. ones. Yeah, they're very. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but I really like Rambo, but it just kind of barely missed the list for me. Uh, another one was American Assassin. Came out with Michael Keaton. Oh yeah, I remember that ago. one. Yeah, yeah. That's, cool. that's a cool movie. I'm one of my favorite subgenres of action is like that undercover assassin spy like government cover up you know kind of stuff. Like I love all that kind of stuff. Um, while the the Fast and Furious franchise has kind of gone all, all over the place and taken a lot of different forms, uh, I really enjoyed the seventh one. Uh, it was it was kind of the last film before they really started getting just way too over the top. Uh, and some people argue that they were over the top by that point. Um, and, and I and I can agree with that. Like I can, you know, that can be argued back and forth. I would say, but um, I don't. I think Furious the Furious Seven is what it's actually called. But that that last film or Paul Walker's last film, I think, was the last movie of that franchise before it kind of started dipping back downhill. So I really like that film. Uh, Shooter, Mark Wahlberg. Do you ever see that? No, I haven't actually. <clears throat> that's a that's a really good movie. It's uh, basically Mark Wahlberg is an ex uh, Marine Scout sniper and uh, is framed for uh, an attempted assassination on a, is it the president's life or I can't remember I can't remember who it is they frame him for trying to kill but anyways they they try to frame him for an attempted assassination and it's kind of him on the run but it's a cool movie uh, and then the last couple films that just uh, or all right now for like a top fifteen number fifteen I did True Lies the ultimate action movie in the nineties uh, James Cameron I just love it it's it's everything that I love about action it's it's Arnold you've got you know big explosions you know, so like you know, it's big it's got um, not so much cheesy one liners but it's just got like it's got some cool lines it's got an interesting story I don't, I don't know it's just it's just it's, it's everything I like about an action movie it has it in it yeah number fourteen was Extraction. Uh, I had to I had to throw that one on the list, <clears throat> uh, and it's kind of another one that's kind of turning into a franchise. So out of the two, I would pick the first one. Yeah, uh, number thirteen, I picked Triple Frontier. <clears throat> uh, oh yeah, yeah, uh, that's just a, one that always sticks out in my mind uh, as a fun action movie. It felt different, it felt like something I hadn't seen before. Um, it's also the film that uh, kind of turned me on to streaming originals, or or proved I should say proved to me that streaming originals can be. Um, good films. Oh, I remember like, you know, watching that movie and, and thinking, wow, you know, this is a streaming original. I mean, how good can it be? Right. And then I could watch it and I was like, oh, wow, this is kind of, <laughs> that's like just as good as something that would yeah. be made, you know, um, you know, by, by like a big budget studio. Yeah. It totally was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so, so big fan of that film. I love the cast. Uh, number 12 was the equalizer. Uh, that that franchise, I, I love that franchise. I'm a huge Denzel Washington fan. He's one of my favorite actors ever. So, um, yeah, and so he's that, another one that's kind of an action star too. Yeah, that was the the series that I kind of went back and forth on. I, for whatever reason, even the Equalizer movies just don't stand out to me as action movies. I don't know well, why that is. Well, they're very slow paced action. Yeah, I guess that's maybe why. Honestly, know. it's part of why I like it because it feels a little bit different. Yeah, I'm 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 not against slow paced. Oh, I also sure. like that it bre- it breaks the mold a little bit in the sense that like it doesn't have the whole like you know oh he almost loses but then he wins at the last minute you know kind yeah. of thing it's like no he just comes in there he takes care of business and because like he's just he is a badass he's always been a badass he always will be <laughs> he just comes in takes care of business and like the the, the that's all there is to it yeah it's like <laughs> you're the, the end, the end. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I just I like it 
Um, number 11 was uh, the Jason Bourne franchise, mm. and out of that I picked uh, the Bourne Ultimatum. Yeah, I was going to, I've only seen the first one of those movies. Oh, so, yeah. So I need to catch up on that. Well, you can skip the fourth one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but that, that original trilogy is really good. And while there's a lot of mixed opinions about the, I don't want to say the reboot, but like kind of the last one that they did a couple of years ago, there's a lot of mixed opinions, but but I still enjoyed it. Uh, but, but I think Ultimatum is the, uh, the best movie of that franchise. That is, a, that is an epic action movie right there. Really, really good stuff. And it, and it also it dives into that kind of, you know, government cover-up, you know, all that. Yeah. I, know, I just, I love that stuff. So, anyways, uh, number 10, this is an odd one. This is one, a bit of an odd one, or, or one that shouldn't be in this category. But I just can't help that every time I think of this movie, I think of action. And when I think of, like, the action genre, and I think of, like, some of my favorite action moments, action scenes, action whatever... I can't help but think of this movie. So I had to put it on here. Uh, was Captain America the Winter Soldier. Wow. I was just thinking that that's what you were going to say. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> we're getting to where we know each other too well. <laughs> I know. It's a little it's messed up. Um, but yeah, uh, I just... Because you, know, uh, you know, the only superheroes or the only superpowers that are really present in that movie are Captain America. And even then, his superpowers, it, it's maybe enhanced strength you know really it's like you could almost see it at like you could almost just accept it as a guy who's just works out quite a bit yeah you know um and, and the villain that movie he's not like red skull where he's kind of this um a little bit more of a superhero type villain like the villain it really is shield you know it's like it's the, the whole government cover-up you've got the winter soldier who's once again is you know maybe slightly enhanced but just a little bit you know what i mean like again you could just you know you could you could perceive that as somebody who just works out a lot, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, much like any of the other action stars. Um, so anyways, I don't know. It's just very action. It's got some of my favorite fight scenes, some of my favorite action scenes. I don't yeah. know. I just, I just really love that movie. So anyways, uh, that number nine, uh, James Bond, uh, and saying just the whole James Bond franchise. I love if I was rating the franchises, I would probably rate it higher, but I'm kind of picking individual films from these franchises. And then I'm rating the films. You know, yeah. Uh, so for this, I chose Skyfall. Um, with No Time to Die is probably a, a close second. Yeah. Uh, with Casino Royale right behind that, so uh, I just love those Daniel Craig films. Um, uh, and then with Sean Connery films, kind of right after that. But <clears throat> anyways, so yeah. So Skyfall, great film. Uh, right up number. Oh, can't see my list. Here we go. Number eight, I picked Bullet Train. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm a huge fan of this action comedy um, subgenre that's really taken off. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like when, you know, there are times when it doesn't work, but but boy, when it works, oh boy, does it work for me. I don't know. To me, yeah. it's just like it's just two little it's two genres that could not go more perfectly together. Um, so I'm just a huge fan of of that genre, and I thought Bullet Train was very well done. I love all the twists and turns. I love. All, I love those stories that, you know, that really, that are a lot of different things that seem random, but then as the story goes along, they all come together and they all make sense. I love those kind of things. Uh, almost like a who like, it's it's structured the same way as a whodunit, even though it's not a whodunit, you know? Yeah. It's structured the same way, so maybe that's part of why I like it so much. Anyways, great film, love it. Uh, number seven was Nonstop with Liam Neeson. Uh, it's just a, I don't know, it, it very much is a whodunit. It's it's one you know you take a whodunit and you mix it with Liam Neeson action film, 
and you mm. have this, and then and you may, and you force the entire thing to be set on an airplane. You have this movie. Uh, I just think it's creative. It's well done. It was something I felt like I hadn't seen over and over and over again. Um, it's got a great cast. I just I loved. You know, like it was structured well. The way it all played out. Have you ever seen that movie? I haven't seen that one. No. Man, it's such yeah, it's a good one. It's one of my favorites. So. That was number seven. Uh, number six, I chose John Wick. Uh, I'm just a huge, I love the gun foo. You know, I know we kind of talked about that, but if I had to pick a favorite one, I kind of, it's a toss up between the first one and the fourth one. Mm-hmm. I love the first one because of its originality, because it's kind of the start of all of it, but I love the bigness and the, and just the complexity yeah. and, and just the awesomeness of the fourth one. Yeah, the fourth I, one was like, I love how well it just caps everything off. And I love the whole standoff at the end and the, and the, the villain, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Bill Skarsgård's villain is just fantastic, you know, and I, I just, and John Wick literally only says like seven words in the whole movie, <laughs> but I don't know, it's kind of like, it's the culmination of all of it. You got the whole staircase sequence, the whole, the, the whole top down thing of him going through the hotel with the, uh, the dragon's breath, you know, man, just so, so many of those scenes are just so awesome. I just, I don't know, I just love it. So, uh, that was number six. Number five, I picked Die Hard. I love Die Hard. Uh, as I said earlier, I think the first one's probably my favorite. I love Alan Rickman. That movie's so iconic. I love so many of the scenes, so many of the lines. Uh, just yeah, it's a great one. Uh, number four, I picked Taken. Uh, mm. So Taken was one of the first movies that really got me into the action franchise. I watched it probably way too young, but because um, it, it freaked me out a little bit the first couple times I watched it as a kid, but um, but I, don't know, I just I love that movie. Uh, you know, Liam Neeson's just like, um, you know, daughter gets kidnapped and he goes and I don't, you know, it's one of those, it's, it, I feel like it's probably a story or a plot that's been done a bunch, you know, like, you know, daughter gets kidnapped, you know, um, you know, the dude's like an ex, whatever, and, and goes in and, and, you know, tracks him down and, and gets her out. Yeah. That's something yeah, that's it's been, kind of a, a typical story. Line. Right. It's been done before. But I always feel like it's a very realistic take on that. Yeah. Like, like if that was to actually happen in this world, like, that's how it would probably go down, you know. Um, I don't know. And it's just cool. It also has one of the, the best action movie lines. That's probably one of the most recited ever uh, is that whole Liam Neeson on the phone call. Like, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. You know, or, or, you know if you want money, or I can tell you I don't have money for ransom. What I do have is a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a night. You know, like that whole thing. And like, I will find you. And I will kill you. It's like, I don't know. That's just all that's awesome. And it's become so iconic, you know. And I just, it's been referenced in so many movies and pop culture and memes and oh, all yeah. that. I just, yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, and honestly, I enjoy all three of those movies. The first one's definitely the best uh, by far. But uh, the thir- the second and third one are bad. Number three, I chose Nobody. Man, what a, I mean, we kind of talked about it earlier. What a fun movie. It's another one of those I just had a smile on my face the entire time watching yeah. that movie. Yeah, and it was like a surprise, too, because I, I didn't know what to expect, really. Yeah. I didn't expect what we got, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'll go with that. Did not expect what we got. <laughs> and the movie kind of just goes from, like, 20 miles an hour to 120 miles an hour <laughs> really quick because there's kind of that moment in the movie where he just finally is like, you know what, that's it. And he, like, snaps and when he first beats those people up on the bus. Yeah. He just kind of snaps. And he's like, okay, that's it. I'm going to do this. And he kind of gets back into it. And boy, that movie just launches. <laughs> and man, you have Christopher Lloyd. 
Oh, oh my gosh, so great. I love the whole, like, when they break into the nursing home and they go to kill him and he's like ready for him. It's <laughs> so great. It's so funny because he's like so old and almost senile. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh my yet he's still just like blasting people everywhere. I don't know. I just I just I love it. I love it. Uh so yeah nobody was <clears throat> fantastic. Um number two I had to give it to the Kingsman franchise. Mm. Uh picking, I have a feeling I probably would have had the Kingsman franchise in there if I but I haven't seen them, so yeah. Uh, so I picked I'm the first liking. one. I picked the first one. You know, it's again, it's kind of that action comedy. It's also the movie that really got me into the action. It was that first action comedy form myself. Uh, I remember, I remember where I was the first time I watched that movie. Uh, I didn't see it in theaters. I was kind of behind on all the hype, you know, that everybody was talking about it when it first came out. Yeah, I was behind on it. I was staying at a friend's house, and uh, everybody had fallen asleep. We'd all kind of crashed there in the living room. Uh, everyone else was asleep except for me. I just could not, I could not fall asleep for whatever reason. I was just up. <clears throat> so I decided, it's like, you know what? I'm going to sit here and I'm going to watch a movie. So you know, there was a big TV in the living room. So I just started turning on movies. Uh, and, and I totally, I don't remember what movie I watched before that. I have no idea. But I watched that. And then uh, Kingsman had just been released on streaming. And they had it. Uh, or, or, or streaming, I forget what it was, or maybe like, that was 2014, so maybe it was Charter on Demand. I don't remember what it was at the time. I don't remember how I watched it. I just remember they owned it, and I was like, oh, sweet. You know, I'm, I'm going to watch that because I've kind of missed the hype. I had no idea of what, really what to expect. I didn't have that high of expectations going in. Turn it on, and it's another one of those. I had a smile on my face the whole time watching that movie. Like, I, I got to the end of that movie, and I was like, that was awesome. Like, I loved every second of that. You know, and it was before I had seen a lot of these other films on this list, but. Um, I don't know. It's it had a little bit of that over the topness, you know, kind of like kind of like John Wick, you know, with them like you know throwing guns around and just like, um, honestly not cheesy, but just like over the top, yeah, you know, and uh, just and it ha- it was violent. It's got one of the most violent action scenes of all that I've got to say of all time is the church scene. <laughs> um, I don't know if you've ever heard about that scene, but yeah, I've seen bits of it, like on <laughs> like on clips or whatever, yeah. Yeah, and it's just, it's Colin Firth's character just goes absolutely berserk and kills like literally every single person in this church. <laughs> and it's just like madness. It's all like one shot and it's all played to the back. And it's all um, it's all done with the song Free Bird playing in the background. And it's just madness for like 10 minutes, <laughs> 10 straight minutes. It's like, good night. I remember watching that and just, you know, yeah, it's a movie that changes your world a little bit. <laughs> So, anyways, that movie is just so, honestly, silly, but just so over the top and so much fun, and and I just I absolutely fell in love with it. And it's <laughs> it tops it all off that they're all British, <laughs> so I don't know why it just make, I don't know why it makes it funnier, but I don't know, it just makes it funny that they're all British to me. So I don't know. I love that movie. It made number two. Number one uh, is the Mission Impossible franchise. Uh, I probably. Again, if I was renting franchises, it might move around a little bit, but I had to pick individual films, and I picked the fifth one, uh, Rogue Nation. I, I recently rewatched all these movies <clears throat> for when uh, Dead Reckoning Part One came out. Uh, I just kind of had some free time on my hands, so I ended up watching all seven of them. I watched all six of them, and then I went and saw the seventh one. Um, so they're kind of recent on my mind, you might say. <clears throat> But man, I will say, while while yes, all of them are good to a point, 
and, and a lot of the lat- a lot of the later ones are really good. Like Dead Reckoning Part One was great. Um, Fallout is really great. Uh, so is Ghost Protocol. Like I mean, all those movies are fantastic. But Rogue Nation, to me, is like the perfect action movie. Like everything that an action movie should have, that movie has in it. It is absolutely like perfect, and I cannot think of a way that it can be, that it could be better. Hmm. Like that rogue, that rogue, that yeah. rogue, and and I know not everybody quite shares that opinion with me, but like, <clears throat> I don't know. To me, it's like, yeah, that that movie one hundred percent makes my like top fifty movies of all time easy. Maybe my top twenty five. I'm not sure, but it's, yeah, it, it is just perfectly done. It's got your car chases it's got your intense finales it's got your fight scenes it's got your big moments it's got your just epic stunts it's also got your comedy thrown you know thrown throughout in there you got your government cover-up you're kind of spy you're undercover and it's just like you know you're walking around with parties and the headset you know you're in the earpiece you know it's like it just i don't know everything you know the girls the sports cars that's just like it has all of it and um you know, and I and I just I love every second of that movie. It's one of my favorite rewatches, and yeah, it's just that is just fantastic stuff. So cool. I picked that one as my favorite. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Do we know when the second Dead Reckoning is releasing? Is it uh, this year or is it going to be next year? It'll probably probably be 2025. Um, I'm hoping there's probably. I'm worried. Sorry, I'm trying to gather my thoughts. I'm worried that there's going to be <clears throat> um, some setback with it because Dead Reckoning Part 1, while it was actually one of the uh, highest rated movies of the year, in fact, it was uh, it was on quite a few, it was quite a few people's favorite. In fact, it was it was one of my favorites. I don't quite remember. I'd have to pull up my list to remind myself of where it actually ranked, but I remember it was in the top 10 <clears throat> uh, movies left last year. I really enjoyed it. It's fantastic. It's just everything that's great about that franchise. However, it lost money. It lost money. Mm. It did not do well. Um, now I I think personally that the reason that it lost money is a small hand. Two big reasons. One reason is that it came out. It it was released in the wake of the massive Barbenheimer stuff. So like you know, everyone was still talking about Barbie and Oppenheimer when this movie released, and and because of that, kind of released almost like under the radar a little bit, you know. Yeah, I can see that. Um, so 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 that's my other opinion. The other problem was that they spent three hundred million dollars making the this most recent Mission Impossible, uh, meaning that this movie had to make at least seven hundred and fifty million dollars to be considered profitable. Which is just hard for any action movie to do. You know, there there are very few action movies ever that can claim that title. Um, so I think that's just hard to do. Um, and I think that's I think that's the biggest reason why that movie didn't. I think those are the two big reasons that that movie did not see lots of profit was just because one they spent way too much money making it, um, and two was it it came out and kind of it came out at a bad time I think if the movie had come out at a different time of the year I think it would have been great but or it would have done better but maybe that's just my opinion there's a reason that pretty much every movie that back in 2019 
Um, the only movie that came out in about a four or five week span was Avengers Endgame. It was yeah. like the only big movie that came out in like a five. Actually, no, it was more than that. It was like because there were several weeks before that that nothing really came out. Like, you know, about six weeks, about a six week span, there was like nothing that came out except for Avengers Endgame. It's because no movie wanted to compete with that. So, uh, which I mean, you know, can't say I blame it. Um, and I think Mission, I think that's a choice that Mission Impossible should have made. I think they should have moved, you know, because yeah. they were competing with. Now, granted, both the the whole Barbenheimer thing was ended up exploding way bigger than I think anybody expected, you know. But yeah, yeah, they really kind of. Um, so maybe it's just a bad deal all the way around, but they kind of ran with that one a little bit. Um, and I, th- I don't think it was a plan. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know, you had one of the biggest surprise successes. I would say one of the biggest surprise successes in history, you know, because Barbie, while while don't get me wrong, a very popular movie was sure to make was guaranteed to make money, is still only a like um, uh, a two, you know like a two a two quadrant movie. You know, which really, you know, meaning that it really only appeals to, you know, women over and under 25. You know, that's it. Um, <clears throat> however, you also have, yet yet it made way more money than it should have. Um, but I think it was because it was paired with Oppenheimer. And Oppenheimer, same thing, but on the opposite end of the spectrum. Like, if, if you think about history and just movies and all that, there is no reason at all that a three-hour courtroom drama, or your biopic courtroom drama, where half of it is shot in black and white, there's no reason that that, that movie should make a billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 like that does not happen. In, in no world does a three-hour biopic courtroom drama, half of it shot in black and white, make, th- make over a billion dollars. Um, even from Christopher Nolan. But you know, so I think they, both those movies really helped each other out, and both of them were huge surprises, uh, which I think just you know aided in hurting Mission Impossible. So I'm hoping that that doesn't affect this this last one because this is the last one. It's part two. It's like the finale. It's and, and, and part one definitely sets it up to be the finale. It sets it up to be like the big ending. You know. Yeah. So, hopefully that. Uh, yeah, maybe some of the budget was you know. <clears throat> Probably, probably Tom Cruise's insurance policy. <laughs> probably, yeah. <laughs> I want to go jump off this mountain. <laughs> yeah, we need to insure that guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the insurance companies are like, "Oh boy, here we go." <laughs> making another, making another impossible Mission Impossible movie. Keep cranking those out. That's got to be like half the budget. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just his insurance policy. Because man, that dude. So cool. So, and man, the stunts in that movie, dude, are just so, so crazy. And they're so crazy because when you're watching the movie, it's like none of it's green. You know, like there's no green screen. It's like, like no, no, no. He did actually ride a motorcycle off of a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> it's like no, no, no. That happened. Yeah. Like he really did hold on to the side of an airplane, <laughs> taken off in Rogue Nation. It's like he really did do a halo jump. It's like like all of that happened. It's just so it's so crazy. Oh, I just I, I love it so much. Anyways, so yeah, I hope that that's uh, I hope that, that doesn't get too affected. So, um, the last thing that we had planned for this episode was talk about our top five favorite action stars. Do we still want to do that? 
I mean, I think it's pretty much uh, a no-brainer. Like, I mean, we pretty much talked about it. Yeah, we've pretty much talked about it. Granted, mean, we didn't rank any. There's nobody on my list that we haven't talked about already. Well, that, that's the same here. Right? Yeah. There's nobody on here that we haven't talked the, about. The, so. the only thing I would like to mention uh, is, is a little set of movies that we haven't talked about that really need to be talked about a little bit um, with action genre <clears throat> is The Expendables. Yes. Yeah, I, I wanted to bring those up, but they're – when we were talking about Schwarzenegger and Stallone and Statham, but a good time didn't really come up. So I'm, I'm really glad you brought those up. Yeah. I think we should just talk about those a little bit instead of doing that list. And uh, we'll, we'll roll on from there. No, that's, that's a, that's a good, it's a good idea. Now I, I can't say a whole lot about expendables cause I've only seen the first two. I've only seen the first one, so I can't um, say a lot either, but I do know the you know, the premise behind those movies is basically bringing a lot of these action stars, you know, together for, for a movie. Right, um, and it's it's kind of meant to be a throwback to the days of the '80s action stars. Yeah. You, you get all these '80s action stars together, and you make them. You know, you it's a little bit over the top. There's a lot of cheesy one-liners. It's supposed to all be practical effects. Like, you know, they're actually beating people up. It's not just a bunch of like green screen and stunt doubles and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're really in there. You know, making the stunts happen. You know, and really, you know, choreographing fights and all that kind of stuff. And they're really blowing stuff up. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know. It's just action movie stuff. Right. That's what it's supposed to be. Again, I've only seen the first one. I enjoyed the first one. Yeah, the first one's good. The second one's okay. I hear that it goes kind of downhill. See, I've heard that it goes downhill from the first one. Well, the second one, yeah, it does go downhill from the first one for sure. And I've heard the third one's not as good as the second one. Yeah. And, and the fourth one was rated as one of the worst movies <laughs> of the year. So You know what's really strange about that, though? It's like this fourth one come out. Because, I mean, I haven't seen it. Yeah, same here. Uh, but I saw a headline just a few days ago that uh, Stallone's uh, working on a script for the fifth one, and I'm like, "Why?" You know, I, mean, but I like, guess it made it, uh, money, baby, yeah. money, money. Show me the money. See, it's almost like the action genre or the action stars. Are like, it's not really about the money. It's like, yeah, we don't make any money, but boy, we're having a lot of fun. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, maybe that's what it is. Like they're just doing another one so that they that they can keep. Get they, together and have they a can fun. get together and pretend to kill each other. I mean, it's like you know, <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Maybe like you know, that's what it is with their old. Like they're rich; they don't need the money. They just like you know, that's that's how they get their kicks. You know, it's like they yeah. want to like they want to all hang out again. And <laughs> like, hey guys, we miss the old days. Let's all get together and pretend to kill each other again. All yeah. right, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on. I'm on board. <laughs> Which I mean, honestly, hey, that's okay. I, I, I really kind of wish the movies were better because it would make it. It 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 would make that concept way. It would make all of that way more fun. Yeah. But, and hey, you know what? Maybe the fifth one, they'll get it together and they'll they'll really figure it out, you know? Yeah. I tell yeah. you one, if we're talking about collaborations, one more movie that, that I didn't mention. It 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 is kind of on my honorable mention list um, when it comes to action movies. But so two, two action stars that other than The Expendables have never actually done a movie together that I know has kind of been clamored for a long time was Stallone and Arnold. Mm. But they finally did one called Escape Plan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, which kind of turned into a bit of a franchise. Uh, even though Arnold's only in the first one, it turned into a bit of a franchise for Stallone. And, and I, I, I've only seen the first one. Uh, I haven't seen any of the other ones. But I really do like that first one. That's just a cool movie. Like, But it's just, if you're not familiar with the film, um, Stallone and Arnold basically just try and break, like they, they break out of prison together. Um, there's a lot more to it. You know, uh, Stallone plays a... Uh, he's a guy that actually helps design prisons. Uh, he's he helps design prisons, and he gets he purposefully goes and gets put into these prisons, 
and then tries to break out to test their security systems, to test how they're done, to test how they're designed and all that. Well, he gets thrown into one uh, kind of a somewhat against his will, you know, like, like they're actually trying to put him away. And, uh, and he has to like actually break out for real, you know, like no, no safety codes, no, uh, no. All right, guys, you win. Let me out now. Like, you know, no, none of that. Like he's actually got to like, he's actually fighting for his life this time. And Arnold just plays one of the inmates that's already there, uh, who they kind of, they kind of get together and, you know, start breaking out together. So, yeah, I have seen those movies. Um, I know there's, have you seen the first one? No, I haven't. Oh man, yeah, man, that first one's good stuff. It's got Jim Caviezel plays the warden, which is so weird because, like, when I think of Jim Caviezel, I think of films like Sound of Freedom, you know, and I think of like him playing Jesus and uh, <laughs> Passion of the Christ. Nope, he plays a warden that drops the f bomb like quite a bit, <laughs> and like is like, I like if you ever want to see Jim Caviezel waterboarding <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> watch this movie. There you go. There's <laughs> there the movie you go. For you. They did that for you. <laughs> That's a thing. <laughs> Yeah. That's a cool um, movie, though. It's very well thought through. I think there's like three of them now, isn't there? Yeah, there's like three or four. I don't quite remember. I, yeah. I know for sure there's three. I can't remember if there's a fourth one or not. but Or maybe yeah. the fourth one's in the works. Maybe that's what I heard. But, yeah, and I, and I can't speak for the other the other ones. So I've only seen the first one. But I like the first one. It's got a great cast. It's got uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Uh, it's got um, 50 Cent. It got, uh, it's got, uh, of course, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, Stallone, Jim Caviezel, uh, several other guys in there too that I'm just you know forgetting at the moment. But you know it's got kind of a loaded cast, and it's just good stuff. It's kind of thrilling, you know, and um, it's really thought through, you know, as far as how they break out. You know, th- this prison is actually you know really hard to get out of, <clears throat> and it's cool. It's kind of has that whole, like almost like magic trick, you know, like they do something and then they show you how they did it kind of thing. Yeah. That's it's, got cool. a li- it's got a little bit of that, how, uh, to it. So it was kind of cool. Uh, yeah. And it was good stuff. It was another one I wanted to mention. since we were talking about expendables and I would still like to catch up on expendables. You know, maybe if they're, if they are going to go through with the fourth one or the fifth one, excuse me, you know, maybe it'll be better. Now, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how the fourth one did financially, um, I don't remember hearing that it, I don't remember hearing about it being a bomb. I just remember nobody liked it. <laughs> so, but, well, maybe it made, you know, enough money to warrant, you know, the fifth one to go ahead and go. I mean, I don't know. It just, it, it, it does seem like those movies kind of, you know, it does, does <laughs> a, it doesn't matter if it makes money or not. They just make them, you know, it's like, <laughs> Hey, could be, could be. Hey, and you you never know. There might be a little bit of truth to that. Like it's just all the old buddies, you know, getting together. So hey, guys, let's let's all get together and make a movie again. <laughs> you know, it's like there might be some truth to that. Yeah, and they'd be like, oh, you know, if it don't make enough money, I'll, I'll throw in some. I'll throw money. in some change. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh man. So yeah, so if they're going to continue with that, hopefully it'll be better. But I mean, if not, I'll probably still watch it. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, come on. Yeah, come on. So, anyways, good stuff, and, and I'm looking forward to some of the action movies we got coming out this year. You know, we got the Beekeeper that's out now; it's out everywhere. Uh, go check that out. I'm hoping to check it out soon. I'm excited for the Fall Guy uh, coming out later this year. It's, you know, David Leach, another one of those kind of action comedies. Yeah, that uh, looks really cool. You got Argyle, uh, Matthew Vaughn. It comes out uh, actual here in really just a couple weeks. It's pretty soon. 
Um, and I know there's a tons. There's I'm sure there's tons more action movies that I'm uh, unaware of that are coming out. Uh, some of these action franchises are a bit up in the air. Um, they're like there's rumors of another Top Gun movie, which I personally mm. I hope they don't do. Yeah, that's a horrible idea. Yeah, I get I get why they're doing it. Yeah, like I understand, but it's still not a good idea. <laughs> don't do it. Yeah, because I mean it, th- those two movies are just such high notes. You know, you can't. I don't know. I just, I just, they just don't yeah. need to be touched again. It, it really doesn't. It, yeah. It, yeah, it just does not need to be touched again. Uh, another one that's kind of up in the air is the Fast and Furious franchise. Um, <laughs> I don't think that'll ever stop. Well, so apparently the direct. So there was a statement made by the director the other day that uh, the the eleventh film, this next one, um, they're gonna that they are gonna make it. Of course, I know that they keep saying this, but they're gonna try and make it the last one because he's tired of doing them. <laughs> they're they're like tired. Like, okay, guys, we need to find other things to do. They they want to put more attention towards these spinoffs, like the Hobbs and Shaw, and like some of these other stuff. Um, so, and so apparently Vin Diesel, like they're all like, yep, this is the last one, you know, we're doing this last one for Paul Walker again, you know, whatever. It's a bunch of bullcrap. It's, it's copy and paste, you know, from all it's of the last paste, five movies. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like, who knows? Who knows if that's actually going to be the last one? Cause the Furious 7 was supposed to be the last one. Paul Walker died during the filming of that movie and that was going to, and they did a beautiful send up. One of the most, one of the great, have you ever seen that movie? No, I haven't. I've okay. only seen the first two. Okay. Well, like, because I suck. <laughs> well, it's okay. I mean, I can't recommend all of them, <laughs> but well, I, I, I take it back. Them. I did say Fast Nine. Well, that's one of the ones I can't recommend. So, <laughs> and, and that's the reason why I haven't watched anything else. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, they go to space. <laughs> they go to space in that movie. In a car. In a car. It's not a spaceship. <laughs> it's a car. It's a dead gum car. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, I know. yeah. Those movies just—they just get so crazy. They might as well be riding top. surfboards <laughs> on top of sharks, because that's exactly. Oh wait a minute! They did that last year too. Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, they did it with jet skis, but. <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> yeah, th- those movies have gotten so over the top, and when the seventh one, see, when the seventh one came out, it didn't feel over—at least for me—it didn't feel over the top yet. Like it, it felt like the epic finale, and the, and Paul Walker died. They were like, "This is going to be the last film. We're changing the ending." Um, of course, they did. They changed the ending, and man, it has such a beautiful send off to his character. Like, I mean, you know, enough to make a grown man cry, kind of thing. <clears throat> beautiful send off. The movie felt like this big epic finale. Like it was over. Story's done. It was great. Um, and boom, that was it. Well, that movie. Uh, actually to kind of so get this ready for this that movie is actually the highest grossing action film of all time and it brought in one point one billion five hundred and fifteen million dollars <laughs> it's the highest grossing action film of well, that's all exactly time. why we got an eight nine and ten that's exactly <clears throat> why we have an eight nine and ten because <laughs> they were like, oh, oh whoa. <laughs> <laughs> let's do that again <laughs> more 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 you know <laughs> So, so then they did uh, Fast 8, or Fate of the Furious, whatever they called it, which I will admit, while I don't think it was needed, it, it actually wasn't that bad. Still a little over the top. It kind of gets it more into that over the top, like they're superheroes, superheroes with cars, you know? Like, yeah, not needed, a little bit over the top, but I did still enjoy it. Uh, it, it, it wasn't bad, but it, 
it's another one. It brought in $1.2 billion Gosh, in the box office. I mean, you can't argue with that. Yeah, you, you just can't. And then they did Hobbs and Shaw. And they did Fast uh, 9. Of course, you know, you know, here we are four films later, <clears throat> uh, you know, just getting out of Fast X, uh, which which did not do well. Uh, it, it very much underperformed, which I think is why the director made the comments that he made, uh, saying that for this last film, the 11th one, uh, they're going to kind of re... Uh, <clears throat> Relook at how they do it. And now, now here's another good point, though. A big part of why Fast X did not do well at the box office. Well, let me phrase that. It actually did really well. The problem is they spent almost $300 million making that movie. Yeah. And it's like, you know, well, yeah, when you spend that much money making the movie, it's almost impossible to, well, I would say it's almost impossible. It's really, really difficult to, to make that back, you know, uh, and so for those out there who may or may not be unaware, um, so so the how you could roughly gauge how much money a movie needs to make in order to be considered a success, not necessarily to break even, but to be considered a success, is it needs to make um two point yeah, it needs to make two point five times whatever its budget was. That's what yeah, it needs to I mean, make. Three hundred million dollars, I mean, come on. Yeah, so if so if a movie Cost three hundred million dollars to make. That's both production budget and marketing budget. Which now, if you just Google a movie's production budget, it'll just show you how much money it actually took to shoot the movie, you know, to actually complete it. Because usually, and then you usually take that number, and you usually like you know either double it or or add like another hundred million on top of it. Um, and, and that's your marketing budget. How much money you spend making trailers, making posters, distributing it, all those things. Um, so after all, all is said and done, a lot of these movies are spending upwards of three, 350, sometimes even $400 million being made, you know, you know, including marketing, um, which is okay if the movie makes billions of dollars, but you know, when you spend, you know, so think about it this way, if a movie costs $300 million to make, it has to make at least $750 million to be considered a success, you know? And that and that's the problem with a lot of these films that happen, like uh, Mission Impossible. You know, I mean, I think it still made like five, six hundred million dollars in the box office, but that's like, you know, that's that's still in that break even. That's barely in that break even category. Yeah. You know. Um, so anyway, Fast X suffered. Anyways, sorry, bit of a tangent there. Fast X suffered from that same thing. It cost way too much money to make. Uh, and in the director's comments, he said that they're they're scaling back the budget for this next film quite a bit. Um, so <clears throat> they're scaling back the budget in order to help with that. So yeah, they're going we'll to see where that. I mean, and not just not just Fast and Furious, but just movies in general. Oh yeah, because that, that happened across the board. That happened with Mission Impossible. Happened multiple times with Marvel. Oh yeah, all the Marvel movies this year have pretty much all been flops because. Those movies cost so much to make. Yeah. Or or they, they <laughs> say they cost so much more to make. I mean, I well, really don't. I think there's inflation going on on an internal level. Well, I think there's inflation, and I think there's too much money going to people who have no actual, who are not actually benefit, who are not actually creating anything for the film. Yeah. Uh, that was something that, that was a big thing that, um, while I'm, I'm not a huge, I'm not a Swifty. <clears throat> you know, I mean, I enjoy some of her music, but I'm not the biggest like Taylor Swift fan. Yeah. Um, but when she did, she Taylor Swift did a movie early, uh, last year and towards the end of last year. And the only reason that I actually wanted to go see it was purely to support the way that she did it. Because the way that she did it was 
<clears throat> she bypassed giving money to a lot of these big studios and executives and all these people who, according to Taylor Swift, had no actual input, you know, creative input towards her movie. You know, she's like, like, you know, these people did not actually contribute to this movie at all. Now, now I get repaying investors. That's one thing. I understand that. You know, investors do actually have, you know, the, there's a use there. They're supplying the, they're they're supplying the financial funds. Um, but Taylor Swift, I mean, you know, she's rich. I, I don't know quite know where all the money for that movie came from, but outside of just repaying any investors, like that's it. Like you know, executives aren't getting cut. Distribu- distribution executives aren't getting cuts. You know, like she, in fact, for what I understand, she cut out dist- the distribution companies entirely and she went to the theaters herself. Like she went to like AMC and Regal and Cinemark and all these theaters and said, hey, look, I've got this movie. Do you want to show it? And they said, yes. So they showed it. So therefore she was able to create or keep a lot more of that profit and cut down way and cut, cut way down on the budget. Um, so, so that's what I've heard is happening a lot more is you have too much money is going to certain, is going to single people you know uh, I think that also happens with cast sometimes uh, there's yeah. too, just too many movies out there because it can't be that all of that is production value it's impossible because there's too many movies out there that prove that wrong I mean look how good Godzilla minus one looked movie was made for 15 million dollars yeah it's like a yeah. fraction of these other movies 15 million dollars compared to the Marvels that was spent 300 million dollars making you know, you compare it to that. Yeah. Um, I mean, heck, even look at, okay, like, you could argue, okay, that's over in Japan, money works differently there. Okay, I can understand that. That can be argued. Let's go back to America. Look at the, the, the creator, the movie The Creator that Gareth Edwards did earlier this year. That movie looks leaps and bounds better than almost anything else that came out this year. I mean, like, I, mean, I will argue that it was probably the best, as far as visuals go, it was the best looking movie of the year. Um, and, I, and I hope it... I don't know if it'll win, but I hope it at least gets nominated for Best Cinematography. Greg Frazier is an absolute master with a camera. Um, that movie looked fantastic. Visuals, everything, it had some big names in it. It was like it was a big, massive blockbuster movie. It was made for $80 million. That's it. $80 million. A movie that was almost three hours long, and, and there, is room, there is a four-hour cut rumored of this movie, and if there is a four-hour cut, I want to see it. Because that was actually one of my complaints was that the movie should have been about thirty minutes longer. Anyways, um, so it's like you you have a massive movie, massive, grand on almost every scale, and was made for literally almost a quarter of what a movie that was a big flop and people complained about the visuals and said looked crappy. So it's like you cannot tell me that all of that money goes towards production. It, right? It, no, like, I do not believe that for a second. So yeah. yeah, so yeah, that that that's a whole issue that has got to be figured out for for there to be any success in the future. And I hope that 2023 served as a big lesson for that. So I'm sure they're they're trying to figure something out cuz you know, the one thing they don't like to do is lose money. They sure well, don't. Um so, you know. But, you know, time will tell. I mean, hopefully Time will tell. Hopefully we'll, you know, things will get back on track and you know, we can get some, some decent stuff to watch uh, without, you know, too much sacrifice. You know, I don't want them to like, you know, there, there are certain things that need to be done, you know, to make a movie as far as making it, you know. Well, I, I think 
I think there's plenty of examples that prove that you can make a really good-looking movie. Like, you don't have to sacrifice the way your CGI looks. You don't have to sacrifice, you know, having a practical set or, or building certain... You know, like, you don't have to sacrifice the way the movie looks in order to save money on budget, you know? Like, there are other ways to do it. Because um, there's just... There's plenty of movies out there that are proving that. Yeah. So, I think they've they've got to figure that out. Um, they've got to figure out some way to lower the budgets. Um because it's just it's unrealistic. You know, they're getting so insanely crazy and and they're not producing that return. <clears throat> you know, and, and some movies do produce that return, you know. I mean, truthfully, the budget for Avatar the Way of Water, uh I don't I haven't looked up what its marketing budget was, but I mean, I guarantee the production budget for that movie was already like 200 or like 250 million dollars. And I guarantee it had probably double that. Uh, for marketing, so you know, you're talking a, you know, a budget of that movie for pr- probably half a billion dollars. You know, literally, they probably spent you know four fifty to five hundred million dollars, make both making and advertising that movie. Now that's just a guess. I don't know that, but that's that's an educated guess. However, that's okay. That movie brought over brought over two billion dollars in the box office. Yeah, it's considered a massive success. <laughs> so like like that's okay. But you know that that's that's extremely unrealistic to produce that every single time, you know. Yeah, I you know it's it's a gamble. You know the, the studios are just rolling the dice sometimes. You know with that, I don't think it's quite as big as gamble with with something like Way of the Water. Well, that's that's my point. Um, like there are some things it's not as much as much of a gamble with. Yeah, Way of Water, No Way Home, Endgame. But you know you take these movies like, well, like just a lot of movies we got this past year. It's like. Really, there's not very many of them that would be worth, you know, fifty million dollars, let alone three hundred million dollars. Yeah, especially for them to spend three hundred million dollars on it, and it still not look great. And yeah, I, I know that's, that, that's a real. See, that's got to be so embarrassing. I mean, for a move for to have movies like Quantum Mania, and, and and the Marvels, you know, both of which costed about three hundred million dollars. Yeah, had about three hundred million dollars go into it. Like just put that much money into those movies, and then they come out, and, and literally everybody say they don't look good. Yeah, that's like that's got to be things are laughable. Yeah, like that's got to be so embarrassing, you know. But like I said, I mean, all I can say is I hope it. I hope they learn their lesson from it. You know, maybe. Twenty twenty three was definitely the the year of the flop buster. So we'll see. Um. I guess that's it. I don't have anything else to say about action movies. Probably need to wrap this up anyway. So, yep, you gotta love a good action movie. And I hope we get some really good ones uh, in twenty twenty four. Yep, I'm always beyond. I'm always down for some action movies. Um, I tell you another one more little action movie that that's coming out this year that it could be an action movie. It's another one that's like it kind of teeters on that line of action and thriller, <clears throat> but it's the uh, the Civil War movie coming up. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I'm just. I don't know what to think of that movie because I, I'm just not excited about that movie. Just because well, I can't believe that it's just going to be so I, politically charged that it's just. Gonna well, take see, this fun I, I don't right know. It. it could be and it could not be. Yeah. It's like you know, I I'm I'm hoping that the, that they take a very apolitical route with it. You know, to where it's like, you know, to where it, it doesn't try to lean towards one side or the other. It just tries to tell a very. Um, uh, it tries to tell a story that's that's you know that's not trying to support or 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 
dish one side or the other. You know, I you know I don't want it to be a political statement. Um, I'm excited about it purely because I've always thought that that concept made would make a good movie. You know, the concept of a modern civil war. I've always thought that would just make a cool movie, make for a lot of intense scenes, would make for a really could make for a very powerful story. You know, I, I just think there's a lot you could do with that. Um, Alex Garland's a very talented filmmaker. Um, the trailers look, you know, or the the trailer that we got looks interesting. Um, it's also coming out in one of the most highly anticipated and highly fought over election years. <clears throat> so yeah. it's like either way, whether the movie's terrible or if it's great, there's going to be fireworks. <laughs> you know, it's like it's going to be. Yeah, that that's going to be exciting. <laughs> it's like I don't know what genius thought that was a great idea, but <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> so yeah, I know. Yeah, that's good. so that is going to be. I'm very interested to see where what happens with that, but um, I hope that it's very, I hope that it's very apolitical in it coming out uh, in this year in this current state. I hope that it's just purely coincidence. I hope that the film is very apolitical and that it's and that it is a good action film. That's what I'm hoping. Could be wrong. We'll see. It's like I'm excited, but borrowed trust. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm keeping the receipt as as very Sean very reserved says. on that one. Yeah, it's like I yeah. Don't know. So we'll we'll see, but anyways, that was the last thing I wanted to mention. That's all I have. Alrighty, well, okay, dokie. Until next time, thank you for tuning in, and uh, yep, don't forget to do all the things you're supposed to do. Yep, you know, like share, subscribe, all share, those things. Rate, give us money. Oh, I'm sorry, did I say that? I I'll say it. Give us money. <laughs> yeah, give us money. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no, seriously. Um, if you do wish to support the show, uh, it really does help us out. Uh, you know, obviously, the um, producing this show isn't free, and uh, you know, we, we do it because it's fun, but any kind of financial compensation is, is always uh, more than appreciated. So feel free to do that. Uh, you can click the link in any of our bios, <clears throat> uh, any of our uh, bios, or you can go to our website, and it bios through, uh, there's a link on our Facebook page and our Instagram page. Uh, you can click that link. It'll show you where you can go. Plenty of places. Um, Make sure you follow us on social media, share it with other movie lovers, uh, rate our show wherever it is you listen. That really helps us quite quite a bit and um and and you know what's your favorite action movie yeah what are, like and you know just all the stuff that we've talked about today what are some of y'all's favorite action movies what are your favorite action stars uh you, you know got, what's your top 10 list you got one that uh that we didn't mention i know we, we mentioned a lot of movies and and um yeah but i'm sure there's plenty that we've missed so oh yeah feel free to let us know of any that we you know, didn't mention or, or, or didn't talk about or, or anything like that or, or just m- maybe some that we've never heard of. Uh, and what's your thoughts, too, on the whole box office issue? You know, everything that we talked about kind of towards the end of this. Box office issue, uh, thoughts on movies coming out, The Fall Guy, Civil War, all that good, all that kind of good stuff. Argyle, are you excited about it? Are you dreading it? Let us know. Did you even know it was coming? <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, that's a real thing. You know, I yeah. was listening to a, a news thing this morning. And uh, they talked about a film that's in the works that I didn't even know anything about. And now that I know about it, I'm super pumped. I'm super pumped about it. Mm. But um, so you know, hey, you know, it happens all the time. This stuff just kind of flies under the radar sometimes. And yeah, I mean, you know, you can't watch <clears throat> everything all the time. So it's like yeah. you know, things just kind of come and go. You're gonna miss stuff. Stuff's gonna slip through the cracks, even for uh, maniacs like us. So. Anyways, that's all I had. Uh, you know, shoot us an email, moviejunkiespodcast at gmail.com. Message us on social media, any of those great things. Um, just don't show up at our houses. We'd appreciate that. So, Yep. All right. Take it easy. <laughs> okay, dokies. And adios. Adios. <laughs>
This has been the Movie Junkies Podcast with Dax and Steven. New episodes are available every week on all major podcast streaming platforms. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on new episodes and all other podcast news. If you would like to help fund the Movie Junkies Podcast, just click the link in our bio. Feel free to contact the Movie Junkies at moviejunkiespodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Wow, you're still here. The episode's over. Play the next one. Or maybe start over, you know, in case you're just waking up. Yeah, that works too. Do one of those. Yeah. Do it now.